almost thought about doing this episode agitator style and being like, we can just talk on the phone and use the task cams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's such a weird setup that I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you guys yeah, are you used, get to, used it. to it. Yeah, yeah. You get you used to it. Um, All right. But I yeah, guess. no, we uh, we basically have just, that's how we started doing the show. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, uh, at first I was cheap and I didn't want to pay for Zoom. So yeah. yeah. I didn't even like, realize hey, I didn't even realize you had to pay for it at first. Um, and then somebody told me that. And then like the first episode of MAS, like you can hear me, like the episode cuts off, and I'm like, well, let me go ahead and upgrade to a membership. <laughs> and then the episode <laughs> continued. Uh so yeah. So uh welcome back <laughs> to uh Mutual Aberration Society. Um I'm Ryan Jackson. Um, and today I have on uh return guests, uh but this time, uh, solo, uh, J. David Osborne, uh, and I have on uh, JDO to talk about a comic book. Now, um, the comic book is called, it's actually a Wolverine, surprise, it's a Wolverine uh, comic book, but it's not just any Wolverine comic book, because as you know, I, I despise Marvel uh, in general now, um, but it is a comic book, it is a five book series by... Uh, Soto Mu uh, Nihei. Am I saying his name right? Su- Su- Sotomu Nihei. Sot- yes, sir. Uh, Sotome Nihei. I'm very conscious about how I pronounce Japanese people's names because I feel like I fuck them up all the time. Uh, yeah, but it's true because Japanese always get English names perfect. So we have, <laughs> right, to, right. We have to return the favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sotome Nihei is a, um, a mangaka. Now, David has talked about uh, Nihei um, plenty. Um, on Agitator, his own podcast that he has with Kelby Losak. Uh, and Nihei has written a lot of popular manga, you know, uh, Blam being one of the most notable, then also like Biomega, Knights of Sidonia, um, uh, Apple Sims, I believe that's one of her, his newer ones, um, and like uh, uh, Abara. So like um, I um, am less less uh, versed in Nihei. I started to read uh, Blam. I loved it. And I stopped after like the second volume and i said i have to buy this like mm-hmm. i have to buy this i have to own this art <laughs> like because the art is mm-hmm. so you know it's one of those uh nihei has this this like almost void of almost any dialogue kind of beautiful pages upon pages of very striking art um so the moment that i heard and found out that he did a five-part miniseries uh about wolverine i said one i need to look i need to see that um i need to read that i need to check that out and then two, I hit David up like, hey, man, you want to talk about Nihei since uh, you're a big Nihei head? Um, and uh, he agreed. So uh, first of all, uh, hello again, David. <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. Um, How are you? I'm, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. I might have diarrhea halfway through this. I don't know. Uh, this might be the, <laughs> the first episode of Mutual Aberration Society with somebody getting diarrhea on the show. But I ate... <laughs> a bunch of uh cadbury easter eggs like a fucking pig and it's not agreeing with my system right now i'm feeling the rumble and the bubbles so we'll take a if, diarrhea if, pause if, 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 we got to. <laughs> if we have to pause i can still hear you on the phone so what i'll do is i'll give you the signal okay and cool, cool, cool. the signal will be that i'll run out of the room holding my ass like a hideo kojima character and then you just keep it rolling bro just keep it rolling okay cool uh that 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 that'll be a mutual aberration society first, right there. The first mm-hmm. <laughs> first diarrhea <laughs> episode. I don't have a sweet tooth. I don't have a sweet tooth, but I have been taking inositol for anxiety, 
uh, it's like a it's kind of a miracle drug NAC, it's just a sugar. right that's what they call it knack right no that's uh that's n-acetylcysteine that's for your okay. immune system uh it's a covid cure doctor approved covid cure if you don't gotcha. want to get the vaccine um uh and it's also really good just for cellular health but or but inositol is um, basically if you have dopamine and serotonin dysfunction inositol is supposed to be really good uh, it's also really good if you have ocd they did studies with inositol and ocd yeah but that was some crazy shit. That was like giving people 18 grams a day and I'm taking 500 milligrams, well, but I definitely think I have um undi- undiagnosed OCD uh, mm-hmm. simply because growing up, I used to do rituals mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that was until I got older. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Slipping the light switch on and shit. Do you think? Yeah, it's no, it's, you know, it's I was started, doing that yeah, shit. They thought I had Tourette syndrome. <laughs> like, yeah, no, well, like, no, what what's doing? funny is that OCD mm-hmm. is a cousin of Tourette's. It's also a cousin of schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. It's the same dysregulation. So thank your lucky stars. You didn't get schizophrenia. But mm-hmm. basically for me, I have what's called just right OCD, which is what you're mm-hmm. describing. It's, uh, you know, making sure that numbers are correct. You know, before yeah. we started recording, it's so annoying because what it is, is it's just, it's the body's way of coping with anxiety. And yeah. whenever I do a podcast, no matter like how many times I've done it in the past, which it's in the hundreds now, I always get anxiety mm. and it manifests as just this stupid, got to walk in and out of the fucking room and turn the light on, turn the light off, like make sure that it's on the right number, all this bullshit. Yeah. But apparently inositol in high enough doses is supposed to help that, but I've been taking it and it, it's really good for anxiety but it also rearranges your gut flora mm. which i think is what made me have this craving for this plastic bag of fucking cadbury eggs that was on my <laughs> table and i ate like dude fucking just like a pig bro like eight or nine of these fucking things and it's funny you say that uh because one um i totally can relate to that that ocd shit because i definitely is plagued me plagues me to this day uh but also with the candy easter easter uh themed candy I had a bag of jelly beans. Um, they were sour patched kid <laughs> jelly beans. And before my kid, my son left, I, his mom picked them up. I said, Hey, take all of these. Dude, that's bro. That's me with uh, fucking, that's me with fucking cool ranch Doritos. Like I was at the store and I wanted some Doritos and I saw the, the regular bag. And then for a dollar more, you get party size, which is a scam anyway. It's mostly air, but even, it was more. And I said, there's not going to be a difference in the in the how quickly I eat these. It's just a difference in amount. Right. So if I have the party size, I will eat the party size. But you just reminded me, I'm looking it up right now mm. to see if I can find like a good encapsulation uh of the the sugar-free gummy bears. Mm. Remember this? Mm. <laughs> Apparently sugar-free gummy bears just give you massive okay. Let's see. This this is called See You in Hell Haribo Sugar-Free Gummy Bears. Let me see. This is from 2014. I'm going to BuzzFeed. But it's like uh, from a review titled Just Don't Unless It's a Gift for Someone You Hate. And the review says, what came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls <laughs> through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste, 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. 
There's uh, one really good one. I won't go through all of them, but like there's one of a guy at like a basketball game and he gets diarrhea at the basketball game. Like it's <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know what it is about the sugar-free. That's like uh, those uh, reviews that they did for uh the fake ones. I know they're fake, but the 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 Pepsi Clear like somebody did a whole bunch uh-huh. of like uh reviews about like they only drank Pepsi Clear for like a like for months or whatever and they were like dude i love that i love that fucking i love that fucking super size me shit where they're yeah, like i'm just gonna the eat same, just yeah. this thing yeah you know? it's basically I'm the just, same thing as super i'm gonna me. eat fucking i'm just gonna eat quesadillas from taco bell for a week and see what happens it's like i i could tell you what's gonna happen it's right it's like the most unsurprising anticlimactic like yeah you're gonna get fatter you're gonna feel like shit <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you're gonna have diarrhea yeah, yeah no, it's, it's gonna, gonna yeah, feel it's gonna fucking disgusting yeah we know that we know that already but thanks thanks uh adam or they what's, what's mm-hmm. the, the guy's name right i forget well, that. i forget i just remember that he raped somebody Oh, he, he did did he <laughs> allegedly i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh whoops i mean allegedly yeah i mean yeah, did I he who's now that? no oh no i remember what it is now the creator of supersize me so i have google here so i'm doing a young jamie on this shit morgan i think spurlock he's one of those <laughs> yeah 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 morgan spurlock me too thing. i think he was one of those who just like went on facebook one night and was like i've, I've got to admit something to you guys um, inappropriate with or something. Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. Yeah, Morgan see. Spurlock, uh, <laughs> me too. See what comes up. Morgan Spurlock had no idea his hashtag Me Too confession would destroy. I don't know what the rest of this says, but let's see. Let me click it. I promise listeners actually genuinely like this. You look up things on the internet. This is what Kelby <laughs> and I have learned recently. Uh, let's see. Uh, YouTube announced that it would not release his film titled Super Size Me 2 Holy Chicken. So he did it again. My man did this shit again. Uh, he he had it. He, fo- he fostered an inappropriate environment. Um. We had men at the top of the company and there was a female who gives a fuck (laughs) whatever but yeah yeah snicked 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 the sound of the claws popping out of wolverine's fist snicked wolverine snickety snickety snowing what he's doing is imitating wolverine's berserker attack with his adamantium claws um Mm -hmm. now for me uh i think that like this is a very one of the things I appreciated about this, right, um, about Snicks specifically was, one, it feels like you took Wolverine and dropped him into Blame. Blam, for those who, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the correct pronunciation, even though it has an E yeah. on the end. Blam. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it feels exactly like that. And in, 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 in a way, um, I think Snicks came out in like 2003. I feel like a lot of people don't know about Snicks. I think you can still get like all five issues fairly cheaply online. Um, I again, like I have, I have a few of them. I'm gonna get the other mm-hmm. couple that I don't have because again, it's just like it's just like blam. Like the art is so like this is just shit I want to yeah. look at. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is it is all the things that Nihei has been come that signature sort of Nihei style, but with sort of done in the sort of marvel world or more so i feel like he brought a marvel character into his world with 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 Mm -hmm. snicked where it's like it's not a lot of dialogue again 
Like it's very, it's, it's very, but what's, what's very interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things that I found interesting and entertaining about this, this little five part mini series. But what I did think was really cool was that like the series is all in color and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't get Nihei shit in color. Like it, the whole, the whole thing, like it's all, cause it's all manga and it's usually mostly black and white, but to see sort of like a whole entire little series that's all done in color really like i i i don't get i really don't care that much about like what's happening <laughs> like i'm really like like i'm just looking at this art like oh this shit is all in color like uh I, did you kind of get that sense of like like wow like this is just um i know you're like i said i, I know i know agitator is gone you've gone out and talked about nihei on several episodes and and basically said you you know you're you're a big fan of Nihei. is me is nihei your uh one is nihei your favorite mangaka and also, um, did you also sort of like dig? I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, David. But since we're doing an episode on it, did you dig? <laughs> did you dig sort of like the the overall aesthetic of of Snicked? <laughs> to the first question, I don't know if he's my favorite mangaka. Mm. So even though Agitator is a Japanese film and right. manga podcast. Part of the the joke, what's funny about the show is that before we started it, me and Kelby's only introduction to anime and, uh, you know, Japanese film was Mike. That was all we knew. So we're becoming fans of the shit, like as the show goes on. Um, so as somebody who hasn't read a ton of manga, uh, I really like Oku, Gantz, your episode. Yeah, 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 yeah right? of course. Yeah, um, yeah, I love Oku. Yeah. Um, and but I think that if I had to do, I did do a a list on Twitter a, a few months ago before I got off. But um, Nihei would definitely, you know, it's kind of a cycle between those two, right? Oku and Nihei. Oku and, Nihei. and uh, the reason why I like Nihei so much is that he started off as a as an architecture student, yeah. designing yeah. buildings, and so he invented this world in Blam where. You follow Killy, who's this uh, uh, humanoid android who has been sent out to go find this particular gene that can, uh, you know, save humanity from these these robots that have taken over. And what the robots do, they're like von Neumann machines. They replicate and they build. Uh, and so basically the Earth has become the size of Jupiter, but all that stuff that's not Earth is just this shit that they've built. So it's a lot of this huge architecture right it's it's a small guy who's walking through a huge landscape and that's kind of Nihei's thing uh, a lot of i think personally i think blam works really well in black and white because of how lonely and stark the whole thing seems like i would love to see gons in color gons in color would slap yeah but yeah, yeah. but blam is is really good in just that those black and white tones when it came to uh snicked though to completely contradict what i just said seeing that marvel professional inking mm. with that kind of 3d look to it yeah shit was fucking dope dude i mean like <laughs> and the alien designs are just straight out of uh you know uh, knights of sidonia and yeah. uh and blam and shit like he literally just like you said he just took the things that he does and the things that he likes and says what if it was wolverine who was doing this? So instead of Killy with his gun 
the ion cannon that can shoot out this enormous, powerful blast. It's a dude who's made out of adamantium, who's fighting, who's brought to the future to fight uh, robots that have taken over the entire world very quickly, that look mysteriously like the bad guys from Blam, uh, <laughs> that can only be killed by adamantium. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, and it, it doesn't waste any time either. Much much like Blam is like this, again, like I already mentioned, like this lack of dialogue. Like it literally opens mm-hmm. with like Wolverine in New York City and he's like walking through Central Park and then this girl comes up to him named Fusa and she's like basically telling him like his pe- her people are being killed and then immediately transports Wolverine to like 2058. <laughs> yeah. Where like all the yeah. human beings have been basically killed by these creatures called the Mandates. And then there's like this main mandate, this queen sort of called the progenitor. Um, Mm -hmm. And like the only like you mentioned, the only thing that can kill them is like the thing that they can't is adamantium, which is Wolverine's Mm -hmm. perfect for it because he's fucking Mm -hmm. adamantium skeleton and claws. Uh, And it's just it doesn't waste any time. There's no fat on this story. Uh, But what's interesting about um, Nihei as an as from my own perspective, right? upon like exposing myself to to blam and then sort of like paying attention like i've skipped i've skimmed through like everything that he's done <laughs> like at this point mm-hmm, where i'm mm-hmm, like oh mm-hmm. let me let me let, let me skim through knights of sedonia let me skim through sort of like uh his newest one um App- apple sims right and i've noticed mm-hmm. like uh and from biomega with the bear and shit like i mm-hmm. i like what's cool about nihei is like watching the progression of him as an artist like the first mm-hmm. volume of Blam, like you sort of go as you go through it, you watch like, oh, this is like a a guy with talent, but like he's like in high school. Right. Right. And right, like right. and then when you go all the way to his race shit, you're like, oh, now this guy's a master. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. He has issues difference. with like, like, yeah, he has issues mm-hmm. with spatial mm-hmm. directing action scenes. Mm-hmm. So there's a barrier to entry with Blam if you get mm-hmm. past the first two or three volumes in terms of the action mm. um i could never tell what the fuck was going on and that's part of the cool thing yeah. about doing a podcast about this kind of stuff is that you have to read it mm. so you're not reading something and thinking like i have no idea what the fuck is going on i'm just gonna quit it's like yeah. no you have to read all 10 volumes by next week or you have nothing to talk with kelby about <laughs> uh, so that's been really valuable but you find him as he gets toward the end of Blam he gets the action down <clears throat> and then when you go to biomega which was his next one which is basically just him do like the blam world with zombies mm. it's stark how well he has action down like you know everything that's going on as you yeah. turn the page um so i think that uh in terms of in terms of snicked you mentioned how quickly the plot moves along and i really appreciated that because i feel like you can just at a certain point, if you're a big enough badass, you can just let all those pretenses go out the window. Yeah. Like we're not here for for clever dialogue. Mm-hmm. We're not here for a revolutionary plot. We're here to see what would happen if instead of Killy you had Wolverine. Wolverine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's basically that's exactly what the shit is. It is yeah. so fucking like it's it's just satisfying on that level. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah, cool. And you get to see this cool ass art. And another thing that I appreciate about um Nihei um as a as an artist and as a mangaka is like that and correct me if I'm wrong David but from what I what I know about Nihei is he's one of the few mangaka there aren't there are some that like him but he's one of the few that doesn't use assistance that's correct so like yeah. all of this shit is like 
all one guy, which makes yep. it even more impressive. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, like when you're doing a long continuing series uh, of manga that comes out, you know, you know, in succession, whether that's weekly or monthly or whatever, like you're drawing a lot of pages and like the way they use this, the, the assistant, the assistant system makes a lot of sense, but mm -hmm. like for, for, for someone to say, no, nah, I'm just going to do all of this just to sort of know the amount of work that that takes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. like, it, it makes that all that more sort of like impressive, like, and also like it makes you appreciate it even like, and also like, I like that I can see his progression. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I mm -hmm. like that. Like, mm -hmm. I can, oh, like, yeah, like this is like kind of like him sort of, he's not quite there yet. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like you can right. like, if uh, uh, someone who's like probably an experienced artist could like look at like the first volume of Blam and be like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I can pick this apart, but also mm -hmm. I can see talent. You know what I mean? I can mm -hmm. see like this guy can like, he's got talent, but like, like, look at this he's doing, you know what I mean? They can really pick it apart. But, but by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, wow. Like by the time he got, you know, like, or like, look at his new shit. You're like, this is someone who really knows what the fuck he's doing. And there's something yeah. very cool about that. Like there's something. I think so. You know what I, I think mean? so. Like, and it's a total, it's a total rebuke against writers and artists of all stripes who toil in obscurity for 10 years working on one book. It makes absolutely no sense. You should be trying to show your work and progress in public. Uh, I think it's really ego-based what a lot of writers do where they yeah. pour over their manuscript kind of over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just really not, uh... hold on, sorry. My mom's calling me, I'm going to decline that. And, Let her join the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, bring her on. Be like, Mom, Mom what do you think about Blam? She'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like, what? <laughs> uh, what if she? But <laughs> if she did, she's like, oh, you didn't mean the Nihei Wolverine mm -hmm. joint? I'd be like, Damn. she had every volume. You just never knew this yeah. whole time. <laughs> like, Mom's base. Nihei's work. Uh, like, <laughs> like, I never thought you would care. I never talked to you about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, but no, yeah. So you want to like, basically this whole thing of, oh, I've been going over and over and over this manuscript. Uh, mm. no, you perform in public. I've learned a lot on agitator from reading these mangas and knowing the way that they're written. Um, Gantz was a big one. Uh, Nihei's work was really big with this too. Also Berserk. Berserk could be put into that category too, where you can kind of, you know, tell that uh, 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 Kentaro Miro is, is finding this out as he kind of goes along. Um, but Kelby and I have talked about this a lot and it's this idea that, you know, you could wait or you could just start putting stuff out that's basically good enough. And then you're getting people along the way who are into what you're doing to begin with and you become good in public. Yeah. Rather than yeah. constantly, you know, we we got psyop, dude. I think, uh, you know, growing up in the '90s and the and the 2000s of you know the kind of Quentin Tarantino, uh, Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson savant child who just mm -hmm. comes out the gate really good at what they do. Yeah. And uh, for most of us, and I include myself in this group of people, for most of us, we're learning how to be good. Right. And. There, it doesn't make any sense to not put that out publicly to just, I mean, just for the feedback, you right. know, just, just to, just to right. have your art 
being in this kind of organic, uh, you know, non-stagnated pool where people can look at it and talk about it. And when you add to that, the fact that you are your own worst critic of the things that you make, it makes no sense to to hide things because you don't think it's perfect yet. Mm. Um, this has been a big deprogramming thing. I've been on this big kind of anti-ego kick. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been talking to Kelby about it on, on agitator and, um, I'm trying to like deprogram a lot of ego shit that I have with me. <clears throat> and a part of that is just what you choose to display to people. Because if you wait, if you wait until every word is right and every beat is correct and all this, you could put that out and nobody gives a shit because it's been worked over to death. So there's like, I mean, I say all that to say that I fuck with manga perhaps for different reasons than most manga fans do, which, you know, they like the characters and the relationships and the art. But on a meta level, I like watching uh, this kind of, you know, these guys who are on a monthly or sometimes weekly schedule. I like seeing how they progress. It's like a sport to me from, from chapter to chapter, just being like, damn, they had to find, they had to figure out what they were going to do next week and then draw it. And Sometimes it's not good. Like what I like about it is that sometimes it's not good. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, no. And I've, I've, I've stolen that, like that from you, that idea of practicing in public. And it's one of those things too, where it really resonates with me in the same kind of way, because it's very fucking interesting. Also one, I think you talked, you do mention, you did put out a, like a, a sub stack about like the Brandon Sanderson shit. And you, uh-huh. touched, you touched upon, you touched upon a lot of that. And so definitely for listeners, if you haven't read uh, uh, David's uh, Substack about you know Brandon Sanderson, uh, like check it out. It 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 goes over some of the, some of the stuff that we're talking mm-hmm. about right now. Uh, but it's super interesting because for me, it resonates with me on this level of like, and you talk about this a lot too, and I've heard you talk about this on Agitator, which is um, this sort of like way that um, when art that's created from people where you can tell that it's like, it's messy, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's got the wabasabi, right? A little mm-hmm. bit more, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you, when you fine tune something too much, you take out all of that, yeah. like lived in quality because inherently when, when you create, you're bringing all of that just by default, it's coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so usually the way it comes out initially before you're like overthinking it and when you're operating at the speed of thought, like when you produce art at just at at its the way it comes out, like the way it just Mm -hmm. initially comes out, there's so much there already, like that says a lot about the artist and you can kind of feel it like you can Mm -hmm. feel when something Mm -hmm. is too like fine tuned. You know what I mean? Like I respect I respect writers who have like there's a lot of books that like are, are, are movies or shit that i can tell is like really like crafted like crafted mm-hmm. to the degree where mm-hmm. it's like they they're meticulous i respect that shit but there's something about it that like is void of life like, yeah you know, there is something that's void of life and it's also you have to you have to take a good hard look in the mirror and say mm-hmm. is that me am right. i that guy right you know am i am i uh you know who's a writer like am i thomas pynchon Right. Right. Where if I spend 10 years writing a book, it's going to be something as awesome as gravity's rainbow. You know what I mean? I don't think that I am. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool because I have different priorities. I'm not as smart as Thomas Pynchon. Uh, 
I, I, you know, I don't have the way with words that he has. So like, who am I? And I think that there are, you know, if you want to use athletics as an example, you know, there are your superstar players who are born talented and also put the time in. Uh, I'm a person who was born talented and is lazy. So, <laughs> so like, where, where does that make me fall on this thing? And, but I think, I think there's beauty in just in kind of all of it. And then you look on the other end of things and you see completely talentless people who are also lazy, who also succeed see? at what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's, so, it's not a meritocracy. I always say that all the time. Like It's not a meritocracy. But the right. thing is, the, the thing that's important about that is that is that knowing that it's not a meritocracy. Mm. Um, do The way that I see it, you know, I've always heard actors say this where they do one for me and one for one them. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. one for you, one for me kind of thing. And I see that with my books. So I have the God's Fair No Better series. And that's me where I'm trying to just like bring heat every sentence and just, you know, like have it be crafted within an inch of its life. And that series is going to be that. And then I'm working on, you know, a giant robot book and I serialize Ronin Trash on um on the Patreon or whatever. And that's just me having, having fun. Like Rodan trash is, a, it's in the name, right? It's trash. It's at the far end of just the me, like what's the funniest, most fucked up thing I can think of today. And then I'm going to write that. And I'm not, I'm not worried about it making sense or, right, you know, right, right. even, even really being good. Uh, but I think, I think those are just like, those are different modes of artistic expression. Yeah. And I think if you get too caught up in, in one of those modes, uh, the perfectionist mode or whatever. It's hard. Man, I, I, I hope you're a fucking genius. I yeah. hope you're that smart, yeah. but I don't think you are because those people are very rare and most of them got into different fields than the one that we're in. Right. Be and 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 it's very hard to sort of like, you have to like, that's why I've been, I know you've read the the the, the Rick Rubin book, right? Well, I've been mm -hmm. sort of like reading it slow as hell purposely. <laughs> like, yeah. as I, because like, I feel like it's one of those books that like keeps you, like uh, it, it always it's just one of those books that like every time you read it or every time you read a, a part of it, you feel like yeah. it motivates you to create. Right. But also mm -hmm. like it reminds you of things that you already kind of knew, but you just kind of need the reminder. Yeah. Like right. We're yeah. like, I just need this reminder because uh, it also talks about like tricks and ways to like sort of trick your mind to get away mm -hmm. from because I'm always I've always been the person who like. I like it. it, it bothers me like if i'm not like good at a sentence level right mm -hmm, <laughs> like, where mm -hmm. it's like but then i see other people who are super successful who sucks and at a sentence level and i'm like fuck like they brandon sanderson they, brandon right they've got it figured out he like they're like he doesn't give a shit. shit like i don't care that care. this sucks at a sentence level like, like what is the information that i have to get by the way that rick rubin book is like mm. my bible i've read yeah. probably every famous book on right uh, ursula Le Guin, stephen king, king. Yeah, yeah. stephen pressfield like mm. all these books i've read yeah. And the Rick Rubin book was the first one that I listened to. And I was like, it took me about a month to listen. I did the same as you. I did like a chapter a day or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this is the one that's for me. Mm -hmm. Because he's very much about this whole like, what kind of artist are are you even? Right. right. Like, right. like, what are you, what are you even trying to do? What's your purpose here? And it fucking the whole hokey wearing the Buddhist robes, sitting in a meditate, that shit works on me immediately. I'm like, <laughs> right, right, Please right. be my guru, dude. Right, like, yeah. So I'm a I'm yeah. a disciple of Ruben. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy because I just read um 
I just read this. Uh, and I t- uh, have you read Tokyo Zombie? I'll probably do. I'll no, probably. No, but I'm do, interested. I'll probably do an episode on to- Tokyo Zombie in the future. Um, it's also a movie. It's a movie directed mm-hmm. by the guy who wrote uh, Itchy the Killer. Um, oh, let's and go. It also stars stars Asano, aka you know, oh. yeah. So that's our man. That's our that's yeah, the so, only so, man so. on Agitator who Kelby's called hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a movie version of this that's directed by uh, him, and um, but this is a, a comic that's one, um, it's 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 got like a cult following. But uh, I, I talked about this with um, comic artist uh, and friend of mine, uh, Carl Slominski, on um, the, the other sort of series I have, uh, Akira Pilled, right? Where where we talked about, I mentioned the the mangaka one. Now one created um, two very popular mangas in mm-hmm. anime. NPD Psycho and yeah, NPD uh, a Mob Psycho. 100. Mob Psycho, right? I mixed that up Man. with an EK movie. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. One Punch Man. And his art is like shitty. His but... art is garbage, right? Well, well, but the well, but the manga is fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And and I talked about Carl like where I was like, his art. He's not a great at drawing, but he's really good at comics. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, he really mm-hmm. understands comics. And like, um, this is another thing where, where where this book is known for being like like that where it's like if you look I, I mean no one can see this but like if you look at the way this is drawn yeah no i fuck with it <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun but it's fucking amazing because like this guy um his name is uh yusuku hanakuma like again if i if i mispronounce that i'm sorry but you know it's japanese names i'm, I'm american mm-hmm. sorry what, mm-hmm. what are you gonna say uh but but he's famous for this sort of style it even says this on the back cover which i'm reading he's famous for it's called heta uma which literally translate to bad but good. Oh, let's and, go! I yeah, love so, that shit, bro. So, so this shit is like where it's like, and and part of the reason that this is he, so as you said, you said hetaguma, hetaguma. So so heta like H E T, right? One one heta, word. Heta uma uma not guma no uma heta uma U M A heta uma. It's a heta uma style. But but what's what's appealing to shit like to me for shit like this is because it is so directly it's unpolished and it's yeah. not what you see in the mainstream shit right yeah. it's 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 actually exists as a counter to it and it's like yeah this isn't polished but like you're it's fucking nuts <laughs> like like it's mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm, crazy mm-hmm. and it and, and like that speaks to to sort of like what we were talking about like even in even in like even in movies right like you probably heard this, like, were you ever watch a low budget movie, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. you're like, this movie, like, is shot like shit, but the movie's gr- like, but it's great. I just watched one. I watched In Hell with Jean Claude Van Damme, directed by Ringo <laughs> yeah. Lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Ringo Lamb. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. dude. It has a magic bug, and mm. it's it basically it's Jean Claude Van Damme playing an American in Russia who kills the person who kills his wife, so he gets sent to a Soviet gulag mm. that seems to be stocked with Mexicans. <laughs> just straight up like the actors just see mexican but it's fucking amazing dude it's great <laughs> yeah it's just, Heta uma yeah i just i just i just watched a movie that's kind of like that uh which i i think i posted in the discord uh which is uh naked soldier and mm-hmm. like i described the movie as like every decision is bad like every decision <laughs> but it's it's so retarded it's cool yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's so retarded yeah, it's cool yeah. as fuck like it's like right. almost the fact that they made like they like it's almost it's almost like you're like okay like 
why why but yes <laughs> like you know, it's like if like, it's like if a dude walked into a party wearing the ryan gosling jacket from drive <laughs> you'd be like you look stupid and he like weighs 300 pounds you're like you look stupid but i fuck with you because that's right, a bold exactly, choice exactly like it's like <laughs> i can't not fuck with this like like yeah, yes it's yeah. stupid but like that's why i fuck with it like it's almost i didn't like, even know they made these in triple xl that's crazy right and know? i i like like i said like i i give them i i like i legitimately like the movie and i can say yes this is not a movie that is like you don't yeah, like it I, ironically you're not i don't like, like it you're not like, you're, you're not smirking you're not right, like, I'm, not like no, I'm like no i like this yeah i i acknowledge the things and that, that's the reason <coughs> i like it like like the fact mm-hmm. that it's stupid like is almost like amazing like 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 yeah. even when the movie opens like there's a reporter and she's like i think i think she says like uh she's explaining some exposition about the movie like this drug bust that sam hung has made and he's like detective whatever sam Holmes character's name is has made it but he's caught he's he busted it was the most drugs ever like that's the current mm-hmm. the of course, most yeah. drugs ever of course yeah why not fuck <laughs> like, it let's like, go well, fuck it the most drugs ever like it's all good then yeah. like it's just every choice every that's choice the one you posted where he he punches this bitch punches out and she's got a face. she's got a she's got a bomb strapped to her or whatever yeah 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 the yeah, movie yeah, is yeah. that non-stop though like if i if yeah. i kept posting it would just be my feed of that it's non it's just you're just watching yeah. it's like it sounds every, good everything that they do you're like i can't believe they just did this shit <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the whole right. movie is like that and it's fucking great and like but it, it comes down to this like it's it is like again like it i i, I posted a letterbox review of it and it does it is it is it you can see the mimicking michael bay a little bit but it, mm-hmm. again like i said like it makes michael bay look like a cerebral filmmaker in comparison yeah, like yeah, it yeah. really does right <laughs> right right well i mean think about it this way think about it in terms of snicked right so if if Nihei had approached this project and he had really studied wolverine comics throughout you know history he's like you know what i really like about logan is i like i like that he's super snarky i think he's like a really funny character so i'm not going to do any of the shit that i'm good at and instead, I'm going to make a comedy, right? That would suck. But what's the genius of Nihei? Genius is just knowing what your genius is. So he basically says, no, I do these uh, dialogue-free, big, sprawling tours of alien landscapes. And we're going to put Logan into that. But, you know, like I'm saying, like, imagine if he'd been like, no, this is going to be like a deep lore Fucking, you know, this is going to be a romance between Logan and the chick who, who all of those would have been horrible decisions, but he knows what he's, he he knows what he's good at and he doesn't try to, to kind of move out of that. And I think there's something to that. I think there's something to being eclectic and trying new things as well. But I also, you know, at, at 36 years old, I'm just kind of like, all right, what do I do? Well, I'm just going to do that. You know, and, you know, all the crit like whenever um, my book, like my second book came out in France and it was a total flop. They're big crime fans over there, but it was a big flop. And all the the bad reviews were like, this is just basically a screenplay. There's no description. So I could take that and be like, well, maybe I'll like kind of lean into trying to do more description. It's like, no, that's just. Yeah, I'm I'm Nihei, basically, like if you want me for the flowery descriptions of things or whatever there's a hundred thousand other authors you can go read right right and i draw I, big buildings i draw big buildings <laughs> yeah i talked about that a little it. bit i talked about that a little bit with max thrax about his book because he was even saying like i'm not that kind of writer like 
Like I like mm-hmm. hard boiled shit. And like, I'm not really, when you read the stuff that I write, it's not like, it's a not fucking gonna, good writer though. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get like all the fucking internal, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like in, internal, like what the character's thinking. And I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. Like this yeah. idea that like, uh, you need to be, um, I don't know, like, because you're writing in prose and you're doing a novel as if like, that's right. it. You have to adhere to sort of like all of the fucking, no, like it's a choice. Like it's a mm-hmm. choice and you lean into your strengths, you know what I mean? And the things that you mm-hmm. want to stay, like, I, I appreciate novels that, that decide, Hey, I'm going to like, you, you know, I'm not going to go like third person close, close, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. just going to mm-hmm. fucking, yeah, I'll, I'll be third person or I'll be whatever, but like, or even be first mm-hmm. person, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get like a whole digression about, you know, I felt this way about this, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Which yeah. Is so cool. it's like, it's, it's again, it's like, it's the one for yeah. you, one for them thing. Right. So if I'm, if I'm writing something for them, I'll try. I'll do my best. It'll be right. my own version of that or whatever. But when it comes to to gods and some other projects that I'm working on, it's like when I'm writing it, I'm just like, you know what? Because I, I finished the first book and it moves so fast and it's got like just so much happening so quickly because I was trying to mimic the opening to Dead or Alive, the Miike film. Oh, yeah. yeah that I was ten, trying to that mi- first like, what is it? Like, yeah, eight, yeah. Eight to ten minutes. So I'm going to I was best, like, like opening. Yeah, I was like, so okay, so if this happening. is my if this is my first <laughs> book in the series, and they're all very short books, they're like 150 pages. So I was like, if this is my first book, I wanted to have that kinetic kind of energy. And then I started writing the second book, and it was the same like the same shit. And I was like, oh well, I guess it's gonna be 10 books of this because <laughs> that's just what I do. Yeah, well, it's it. First of all, like the first that opening of Dead Alive is amazing. It is one of the most like memorable openings of a movie ever because it's just it's just bombards you. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like right. you're just watching all of this shit happen at such a fast pace and fucking such a certain clip, and you're just like it sets the stage for like a movie that's like and then he fucking lands it with the the last few minutes of the movie as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, There's also the drowning and diarrhea scene. Oh which yeah, I thought was nice a nice middle <laughs> the part. The fucking kiddie pool of diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. Gusting. Yeah, uh, uh... <laughs> it's got its moments. Classic. Yeah, yeah, but but you but what you talk what you what you're touching on with with like just the certain approaches, right? Like what I appreciate about certain voices are sort of like the uniqueness to the approach like yeah there are certain people who are like their thing is like i'm going to be really purpley i'm going to be really descriptive i'm going to do all, i'm going to take all of these uh sort of like uh i love like i i think i've i know you've i know you agree with this but like this idea of like digressions are like some of the best parts of stories like right when people digress into shit uh and there's levels to the digression Right. Like there's certain people who digress and it's like this cool little moment. And then there's people who like the, the, the digression is like 12 chapters are like are like a whole like, you know, and like I appreciate certain like I appreciate individual cr- creative people for sort of like what they do well. Like Cormac McCarthy does what he does well. Right. And like, that's great. Like if he's doing it. I'm fucking with it. But then there'll be a some there's somebody else who like I love like. I love uh, uh, Westlake's Richard Stark novels, you know, the fucking Parkers, where it's completely stripped down. Like, and he does that well, right? And I just love it. Like, it's totally different. 
It's a totally different approach. It's a totally different, but like, that's what's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like this idea that it's like one size fits all approach, which I feel like is not only, uh, it's not only prevalent in like movies, like, because like, you know, like there'll be a certain movie that comes out that's, that does really well, gets critical acclaim, does box office. And then people will be like, this is how all movies have to be now. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 that's not how this shit works. And it's the same thing with books, right? In the literary world, like this one book comes out, it's a New York, it's NYT bestseller. It does all, and then everything, it becomes a standard by which everything else is measured. And I'm like, that's not how art works. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's not even what's interesting about it. Like what's interesting about it is the unique perspective. And I do feel like the consumers know that even the sort of like, even like the lay person kind of knows that instinctively, like, you know what I mean? Where they're like, even though if they don't consciously know that, like subconsciously, they kind of understand like, oh, the reason that I like this is because it's very unique and it comes from this person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even mm-hmm. if they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Hollywood they... learning all the wrong lessons. Right. Something new and bold and amazing will come out and they'll be like, oh, cool. We need more shit with witches in them. <laughs> That's what right. was cool about the witch was that it yes. had a witch in it. And, and what you what we talked about uh, before when you were talking about um, uh, I don't know if this was before we started recording or not, but like your uh, Jordan Harper, I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and sort of his experience with pitching, right? And you described yeah. something about like how how execs react in those rooms, right? Um, that's that's what you're what we're talking about right now is that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That like, dude, that dude, like, just puts his heart and soul into everything that he does. Yeah, and they'll watch him do his pitch and then tell him, you know, okay, so we got the uh, the the Geico IP. We're yeah, trying to make so a Geico think, movie. They're, they're not thinking on the same like plane. <laughs> like, they're not thinking as the same yeah. plane as people who are creating shit. They're like, they're thinking completely on the lines of like it's purely a a, a capitalist endeavor, and they're trying to put the pieces together to sort of make the money <laughs> like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. if we get this piece with this piece fuck this the, the the actual like the things that they talk about like they pay lip service to this idea of like character and art they know these mm-hmm. words because they've mm-hmm. read the guru books right they know right. the guru, and the guru books are nothing but sort of like a boilerplate sort of like checklist of the things that like if you want to sound somewhat knowledgeable about how sort mm-hmm. of like story mm-hmm. works or whatever, you just yeah, read yeah, these yeah. books real quick. And it read breaks Robert down McKee. Most... Right. You read yeah. Robert McKee. You read uh, fucking Scott. Uh, what's his name? Um, Blake Snyder or fucking, you know, uh, Sean um, Coyne. Name them. Like they're down. They're, these gurus, they're just endless, right? There's always a new fucking guru. And, and the one that's most popular is usually the one that like uh, some of these people in these sort of creative executive uh, positions will yeah. read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sort of like, but it's so simplistic. It's such a simplistic form of like. Right. Yeah, it's so simplistic. And the thing is too, dude, is that this is all a problem of stakeholder capitalism. So Ed Zetron wrote a really good Substack about this recently. It was called Social Media is Dying. And he was talking about how when, when a business that conforms to this model starts, they if you have a business that makes a billion dollars a year, but steadily, Maybe one year it's like 0.98 billion. The next year it's 1.1 billion. Investors would consider that bad business because it doesn't go up, right? right? (laughs) And so once that mindset infects things like he he was using that to talk about how it's you know social media sucks and it's all dying because this uh, system is untenable. 
But, you know, I was thinking about it today and it's like, what's wrong with investing $2 million in a movie and making $4 million back? Like you doubled your money. (laughs) Right. And what if, what if you just did that? If you did that fucking, you know, 10 times a year, whatever money you invested, you would, you make like fucking, I don't know, $20 million a year. And what's right. wrong with making $20 million a year? And that's the Jesus. old, that's the older, that's the older model. And that's like uh, the model that sort of like, sort of the quote unquote Mavericks used to operate by guys like Roger Corman. And you know what I mean? Who would like, sort of like operate in that model. Like I took yeah. a profit and that's it. And like, I, yeah. make I remember seeing this shit growing up in the nineties right. at, at the video store, like a, a movie Jurassic Park came out, Carnosaur comes out, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and Car- Carnosaur is not making... I don't know how much Carnosaur made, but like that shit, it would like the Leprechaun movies, Wishmaster, like all these movies would come out and they would make the company that funded them money. And sometimes it would be a little bit less, right? Maybe sometimes you invest $10 million, you make 14 million back. And so again, from this mindset, that's a failure. To me, all I heard is that you just made $4 million off this shit. So. And it's very interesting. It's fascinating to me when you talk about movies like Carnosaur and that like Asylum kind of knockoff movies where mm-hmm. like they've existed for a long time off of that model. And what that says is that sort of like the sort of average like movie watcher, they're so in the, they're so brainwashed when it comes to sort of name recognition that mm-hmm. like you could just present it a thing that kind of mm-hmm. seems similar <laughs> to the thing that they're kind of already aware of. And they're like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll watch that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But there's, there is wisdom to be gained from that. I'm yeah. looking up a very specific thing. Cause I screenshotted it yesterday It's the best ad I've ever seen on uh, Instagram. Okay. It's by a guy named mad derange. Right. And this was an ad for his, uh, rap, his new rap single or something. Seems like he's doing okay. He's got about 50,000 listeners on Spotify. Uh, not not great, but pretty good. And it's just a straight up MF Doom ripoff. <laughs> so like the ad on Instagram is just like this guy who's like wearing the mad villain mask, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's telling this like cart, like comic book story. There's about eight panels and it's got his song over it. And I was like, in a way, this is kind of genius because if we... Like you and I can talk about how people CIP mm. and automatically go to, and we we can talk about that derisively, mm. or we can think about that like the gears can start turning, right? right? Like, right. It's like happy, what can we yeah. what can we like you know transgressively slip into that if right. we're just straight up like I was on this tip for a while of uh, just straight up looking at what new release uh, books and movies were coming out, and I was kind of thinking like it would be kind of tight to just release your version of that <laughs> that you wrote in two weeks. Yeah. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. make the covers kind of similar and then, you know, just get Again, people this to kind of asylum model. Yeah. yeah. I mean like, why not? Like what, transmorphers. Like, <laughs> they put out. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. And you yeah, know that yeah. people are just like, I mean, let's be real. Like people are just dumb as shit. So they and see transmorphers. Also, also like you got to remember how busy people are during their day to day. Like there's moments where you're just out in public and you're like, I got seven things on my mind. Oh, I want to watch the new Transmor- Transformers movie. Maybe I'm on a call at the same time and mm-hmm. I grab Transmorphers. 
Just, just, yeah. just not even really thinking about it. And you get home. Just and you're like, yeah. Is- all of, all of Transformers 2 is like checked out. So you get Transmorphers 2. And then you yeah, bring it. Like, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like that meme where uh, yeah. it's like, mom, I want to watch Transformers. And she's like, we've got Transformers at home. And then the, the, the Transformers at home. <laughs> but I think, I think that if you take that idea, uh, you know, and I kind of put it in its, in its kind of rawest way there. But if you just sort of think about, you know, what's going on in the zeitgeist. I really like Adam Lehrer's idea of crypto transgression, where you can't really transgress anything outwardly anymore because all the things that used to be transgressive, like homosexuality or transsexuality or whatever, are now completely mainstream. Yeah. And yeah. so like you have to do crypto transgression where you uh, kind of go the opposite direction and you sneak in your art into these more kind of normy spaces yeah, yeah. and the 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 b movie carnosaur uh mode is one of them right where you're like what's hot right now okay i'm gonna take this and i'm going to study it i'm gonna learn it uh i'm also i'm not going to do it cynically because i think that writing is an alchemical process where if you write something cynically people will read it cynically so you have to enjoy it too that's right. a, that's a big thing yeah. but if you just you know, with all love and respect, just rip it off and put your own vision into that. There's there's something between kind of callous opportunism and and pure artistic expression that's a sweet spot that I'm trying to hit. Yeah. And I I agree with that. I'm gonna take a piss and I'm gonna because I have something to say about that. Um so I'm gonna hit pause real quick, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go have diarrhea. So okay, okay. okay. Cool. So diarrhea piss break. <laughs> Break. <laughs> All right, dude. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we'll and we're back. Refresh my memory, David, before before we took that break. What was I? We doing? were talking about Carnosaur. We were talking about uh the adoption of the predatory vulture-like focus on IP and adopting that for crypto transgressive means, essentially, of like being able to um this is just where i'm at right now you know um i'm i'm really into figuring out ways to treat writing which is what i like to do as a you know a, a kind of a learning process but also i'm i'm in a sense i'm learning how to be human in that way because human beings i think have a natural ambition to sell and to succeed and i've never had those things so i'm just kind of i'm watching like a like an alien observer and trying to take some of this i mean you've been in hollywood before so you know that how people can corner you in a in a party and and talk about their scripts or whatever and you're like jesus christ like how do you not know that nobody cares about this right i'm trying (laughs) to i'm trying to figure out what's going on with 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 those types of people and how they keep winning and people like me don't well i will say this uh when people say you know it's not what you know it's who you know there's a lot of truth in that a lot like a lot, a lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, There's a lot of people who have careers based solely upon relationships, right? Um, sure. In fact, I would say a significant majority of people working in Hollywood are pretty much working based off of relationships. You know what I mean? Um, I know this person. Uh, we have a rapport already. 
Uh, this person may be my friend. This person may even be a blood relative to me. Um, therefore, I'm going to put them in position, give them, put them a little money in their pocket and allow them to sort of cook. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that is a big, you know, that, 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 that's not just, you know, exclusive to Hollywood. That's pretty much, you know, how a lot of, you know, modern society works. You know, most people know, mm-hmm. have a job because they knew somebody, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. And it kind of shatters the sort of myth of like, you know, the cream rises to the top. But um, I do think that there are those rare few who sort of like, it's undeniable, right? And sometimes that undeniability isn't necessarily just the talent, but it's also sort of like their effort, right? Mm-hmm. We just know people that just won't go away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Kanye is one of those people. Mm-hmm. right like Kanye was one of those people where like you can say yeah he has a talent as a producer or whatever but like he was also one of those people that like he was his big own he was his biggest fan his own biggest fan his biggest mm-hmm. champion he wouldn't go away like every mm-hmm. time that they told him no he was like man fuck you I'm the best like I'm mm-hmm. the best <laughs> like you know what I mean like I'm right. doing this every day and at mm-hmm. some point you're gonna mm-hmm. acknowledge me and those that's a very specific type of personality uh you know um and that's that's just a you know like so every now and then you can get somebody who's just that determined and also a combination of determination and talent that's sort of just, you're just not going to stop that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They're just, they're going to find a way. Um, yeah. But that's, that's not the norm. And I feel like the way things exist now, there are already sort of built in sort of filters to keep certain people on the, on the outskirts, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to get through is either through sort of like uh, playing the game that they want you to play or completely breaking down the door via mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, force or momentum. Um, and I say all that to say, um, when I look at sort of some of the stuff that you've already mentioned, where, where, where like when I look at sort of like, okay, like, how can I take advantage of how sort of things are um, mm-hmm. and, and court, the, the kind of way that you can potentially hack and like sort of Trojan horse and certain, not only the things that you want to make, but literally your, yourself, you know, into the fucking, you know, in, in through the gate and sort of like make your own sort of way. Um, I'm always looking to sort of like people who are sort of like existing already uh as sort of complete outsiders right like mm-hmm. those are the people that i find fucking fascinating like you know what i mean i know i've we've talked about quan mills before right i don't know wait should I, we pretend to be retarded is that the way in i mean like yeah yeah but i mean i, I don't even know i don't even know to what degree uh he exists like i have no idea like i don't know how he much might, he, he might be white he might be white no he's 100 black i've seen him i've seen him he's a black person uh, oh, I'm so the- happy to hear that. I advocated for him being black, and yeah, 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 everybody yeah. yelled at me. No, so he's, he's black. He's married. He's straight. He's he's a black kind of heavy set bald guy. Um, every now and mm-hmm. then he'll go on live, um, and talk. Uh, I knew he was black. I yeah, he's he was, a, he's I legitimately a black it. person. Yeah, he's from Chicago. Yeah. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, but I look at him right, and I'm like, I don't know. There, he has a level of reach. Mm-hmm. Whether that is like unique right where it's Mm -hmm. like and there's there's other figures that we know who sort of like have carved out weird sort of spaces 
via the internet or whatever platform. Right. And they have a sort of reach. And he's one of those guys where it's like, he's on the outside, but he's kind of like has a level of awareness. That's just been sort of cultivated on his own where it's like, he figured out, Oh, I'm going to make these very sort of like uh, memorable titles and covers that are just going to mm-hmm. like, people are, you know what I mean? And it's going to, I'm going to market it enough to where like, you're going to get, and it doesn't even matter if the books are good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even matter because he's just, how gonna, can you forget? How can you forget bitch or coochie stink? Right. Right. How are you, how are you going to forget? Or, or this, or this, <laughs> or this, this whole got roaches, this whole got bread. roaches, this whole got roaches too. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking uh, pastors eat pussy too. Uh, all that shit. Yeah. Like, pussy, pussy, pussy with a W. Pussy. Yeah. Pussy. <laughs> I, 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 and, and, and I looked into that a little bit and it was an, the book had another title and he just changed it and re-released it. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like that's sort of like ingenuity uh, that people sort of uh, resort to. Uh, to get noticed. Um, I think um, it borders, it borders on clout chasing for sure. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel like there's levels to clout chasing, right? Um, Yeah. Like he used the, uh, he used the kind of Chuck Tingle model. Chuck Tingle's a total beta cuck idiot, (laughs) but Quan Mills used it perfectly. Uh, uh, Inform me a little bit about Chuck Tingle because I've heard the name, but I'm I'm kind of still. Chuck Tingle's like, oh, I, you know, uh, I had sex with the dinosaur. Like he's that, he's that mm. kind of guy. And they got more and more obtuse in the books. The books are written very fast. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, I had sex with the state of Mississippi, but then, <laughs> you know, Trump happened and Chuck Tingle was like, Hey there, uh, rodeo clowns, whatever he calls his fans. Right. It's all this cutesy fucking oatmeal esque bullshit. He's like, this is not a heck and win. Uh, that now that we have Trump in office, and I was just like, oh, Stephen <laughs> King and Chuck Tingle, man. Stephen King and Chuck Tingle just got you, totally. Yeah. They got TDS bad, bro. Yeah, TDS and it's, is uh, a very it, it's worse. It's 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 worse than COVID. Um, <laughs> easily, COVID's not even real. Was worse. We're gonna get the fucking uh, notice on this podcast. Yeah, you got the. That's the only one in all wanna, of MAS history. Right, right. The only one in MAS is this one. The one with Jay. Although, the, like the agitator episodes, half of them have the the fucking COVID stamp. I, I start. I always listen. Like I, it's got to the point now where it's almost like a marketing thing. Where I'm like, I I listen to those now. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. like, they must yeah. say funny what, shit. Like, what kind of what kind of base shit are they gonna say about COVID? They must have said some funny shit if it got the fucking COVID notice on it. Like, oh, yeah. let me go listen to this. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, fucking like, uh, I I don't get it. Like, like I get it, but I don't get it. Like, there's almost mm-hmm. like a certain like, um, I don't know. Like, I understand why people find him offensive. Like, I get, I do, <laughs> but like, yeah. I also don't understand the level of investment. Like, like, uh, on both sides. Like, whether you're like, yeah. like the people right. who are like, that's my hero and then there's the people who are like i can't hate him I was there like, goes my hero <laughs> it's, like, it's weird to be either like you know what i'm saying it's very weird mm-hmm. to be super invested in him both uh negatively or like in in sort of mm-hmm. like an adult like someone who's like an a, a basically a follower of a cult that like you yeah. know it's weird to have a cult leader that's like not like invested in all like he's like I don't give a fuck about <laughs> like fuck you like right, like, right, most, like, right. like you know like certain like like when you look at guys who like uh historically who like have a sort of cult following 
and they have this this type of charisma. They tend to be like invested, but you get the sense that like Trump does not give a fuck about none of you motherfuckers. Like, no, like you know really. what I'm saying? Like, like he doesn't not care. Really. So it's just weird that people like are invested, but it's even weirder to me when people are have that like Trump derangement syndrome where it's like uh, he's gonna get arrested. It's like, ah! yeah, yeah, it's like it's very it's very weird it's first like, of all no he's probably not going he's probably not like, like yeah yeah i saw that i was like i was like fake news that's not yeah. happening uh well but well, also well, well he will get arrested maybe in the most sort of like superficial way which is yeah. like to sort of like go through the performative sort of nothing step. ever happens to the powerful in right, this country right. but you like, know like, like in my mind i'm like there's no way he's actually gonna like, no, like face no, real legitimate no. prison time. Like I, no. I seriously doubt that. Like, like this is all a show. This is all for like sort of like to sort of make uh, the masses feel like something is actually <laughs> like. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, are you really mm-hmm. gonna like like? Because that would be tight. Like if we started arresting presidents, like let's fuck it, let's go. Like let's get all of them. Like other countries it. do it. Fucking right, South like, Korea is a- arrest like, like, every president. Here? Like let's get every all of president. these Let's get Obama. Yeah, let's day. get let's get let's get Biden. <laughs> let's get fucking Bush. Let's get them all. Like fuck it, it's not gonna happen, dog. Like I just know it's not. Like it's not gonna happen. So, but, but, I can already see the meme if Joe Biden ever gets arrested, he's like being put in cuffs, and it just says it's Jover, right? <laughs> let's get let's get. This they're gonna they're gonna do the Trump. They're gonna do the Trump one. It's just gonna be like you're fired. Right, right. Like that's that's, that's easy. Low hanging fruit. That's, All right, it's like yeah, the, it's right there. Fruit. It's yeah. like you're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty no, sure. No. I'm pretty sure this is not going to resolve anything ultimately. Um, you know, but it it will get people excited again. Like I feel like this is this this is like it's just entertainment. It really it it really is like it's yeah because nobody really cares about anything that actually matters. Like why bread costs four dollars? That's I, that. That would, if I was a politician, I would that would be my you know the rent is too damn high, dude. My whole thing is like the best my platform whole, ever, by the way. That yeah, my platform would guy. be like, why does bread cost four dollars? That would be my whole thing. Well, you don't know this because I was off Twitter, but I literally tweeted the other day like the Coke price is now like inflation has the Coke price the same as the Coke price. <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, like it's like yeah. I went to the store and I was like, yo, Coke zero is nine dollars bro like what the fuck that's out of control like you know that's, that's so, like that's those are those are fucking yen prices that's uh that's not a that's not american no the the prices are out of control and it's really funny because as an elder millennial who you know sort of came of age at, uh, during 08 and i was working retail i didn't care about what was happening with like the banking crisis i was like i don't fucking care i mean I make eight fifty an hour. It doesn't matter to me. But um, it's kind of funny to have progressed into adulthood and to be making a certain amount of money, but to see no real material changes in my life from yeah. when I was a shithead. You know, like when I was a shithead, my rent cost four hundred dollars. <laughs> I remember, like, <laughs> which I split with with two roommates. Like it was so tight, dude. I split that. I split four hundred dollars with two roommates. All the bills. Like I think I think my monthly bills were like maybe three hundred dollars, and then the rest was just fucking. It was beer and whatever I wanted to buy. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, and now I, now crazy. my bills are like two thousand dollars a month. It's like yeah. what the fuck? 
<laughs> I, I, I think about that all the time where I'm like, I, I just think about my overhead and I'm just like, I remember like when like this shit was like this. I'm of a certain age where I can remember the prices of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, to, if I would have thought that I was paying what I'm paying now, <laughs> I would right. be like, that's nuts. Like given what, like I, ha- I would think I would be in a mansion or some shit. <laughs> like, like yeah, I would, think I would yeah. be like living like Shangri La, like, dude. Uh, dude, cigarettes were four dollars. Fucking like, like a huge twenty-four pack of beer was like fifteen bucks. It was mm. truly a golden age. It was a good time. Yeah, but I, I agree. And in, 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 now in, we're here because of Joe Biden. It's all Joe Biden. No, I don't know. I, I, fucking, I, <laughs> I don't I really like, know that much about politics, to be honest with you. I, I've never liked. I've yeah. never liked him. You know what I mean? Um, but but he just but, seems kind of old to me. Like I, it's it's been weird, right? Because I, I'm not a big politics dude, but it it has kind of felt like there hasn't been a president for three years. It really, you know? ha- it really hasn't. But I feel like I felt that way for like, okay, what's eight plus four plus three? <laughs> 15 <laughs> i feel like over 15 years i've no fuck that even longer 20 because I, I i fuck that whatever you add in the eight years of bush like i felt that way like i felt like mm-hmm. i feel like I, I felt that way for a long like i just didn't wasn't as conscious or aware of it but when i really think about it i always feel like yeah the president's like what like we don't fucking like we just corporate corporations rule everything like which mm-hmm. is why mm-hmm. in, in 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 cyberpunk which this this qualifies i think as cyberpunk you know snicked um, yeah yeah snicked i think snicked yeah. qualifies as cyberpunk and and in in and and i know that you and you and kelby and broken river in general are are, are big on cyberpunk but i feel like cyberpunk is is the reason that cyberpunk has come back into sort of fashion um is mm-hmm. a direct result of the world that we live in now where it's like yeah, yeah corporations really do control everything like like we might I mean, as that's well the basic thing punch. right i mean like there's yeah. there's like there's body mods and there's mm-hmm. you know edge runners and you know cyberpunk 2077 but like the the crux of cyberpunk is that corporations rule everything Right, right. And, Corporations uh, are literal like states. Like you know, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that is that is pretty much where we're at. It's just like the formality of actually like naming a state like uh, Johnson and Johnson's. It's like no, we'll just continue yeah. to be remain <laughs> remain mm-hmm, to be Pennsylvania mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. But it's really yeah. Johnson and welcome Johnson, to the like, state of Pfizer. Right, like I feel like <laughs> these companies own whole states. Like you know what I mean? Where it's like mm-hmm, you might as well mm-hmm. just replace the name of BP is Texas or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they have that much control that it's crazy. It's like, it's like people don't even notice it. They don't notice how deeply some of these corporations have an influence over their life. And if you follow money trails Mm -hmm. for things, they all lead very quickly back to Disney Pfizer. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's all part like, they did a, a montage, and by they I mean conspiracy theorists during COVID. And it would be all these news channels repeating the same shit about the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. And then they would just super cut that with uh, this program is brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, and yeah. people look at that and it just, they don't think for a second, like, huh, interesting interesting that the program that we just watched for 30 minutes that told us to <laughs> take a product to take a product was actually sponsored by the product that we're now taking yeah that's not weird it's weird because like even 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 like <clears throat> like 
I, I was big during the whole, like the height of the pandemic and the height of the vaccine wars. <laughs> I call it the vaccine mm-hmm. wars. The, the vaccine wars. 2020. Uh, like I was always like, yeah, you know, like I really don't want to be married to, to one or the other. I really just want to operate from the standpoint of what makes sense. And, and, but then like, I would think about like things like even like the ivermectin shit, like, or I was like, oh yeah, like, these stories that they're saying, like they sound ridiculous and they are, but they're, are they real? And then when you really look Mm -hmm. into it, you're like, not really like that. People weren't actually dying of taking the horse shit. And then you realize, well, and well, the horse shit in general is bullshit. And I'll tell you why. They weren't, but but hold up the David, I'll let cut you off. But like what, what you really discover when you actually do a little bit of a cursory investigation into it, you realize mm -hmm. like, Oh, like the only reason that they were able to do some shit like Operation Warp Speed and get this shit out was mm-hmm. if they completely took any alternatives off the table. Absolutely. That's the big you know that's the that? biggest key. I learned that in RFK's book, the mm-hmm. the real Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. So ivermectin is a drug that's been administered to a billion people worldwide. It won the Nobel Prize. It won the Nobel Prize. It's safer than most over-the-counter drugs or even just, you know, non-over-the-counter drugs that mm. you take. I mean, I, if you take too much Tylenol, it'll right. kill you. Right. It'll kill you in an ugly way too. Like dying right. of Tylenol overdose, your liver shuts down. It's really ugly. So ivermectin, completely safe completely uh used for humans the world over it's administered everywhere that parasites are a problem for whatever reason they found out ivermectin has some effect on covid Mm. uh the same way that they found out you know basic shit like Mm. vitamin d uh fluvoxamine which is an ocd drug uh all these kind of things work for covid but the problem is when you have Operation Warp Speed and you're trying to get a vaccine out to people very quickly, that has to go through FDA approval processes, mm. which can take years. Yeah. Pfizer had $48 billion on the table that they were standing to lose if they could not get their COVID vaccine out right now. What does an emergency use authorization entail? It means that there can be no reasonable alternatives to your treatment. If there is nothing else that can help, then they can approve it for emergency use. And that's why you saw the smear, like the Joe Rogan smear of ivermectin, where he's taking horse dewormer. People still call it to this day, people call it horse dewormer. And it, it's a super, it's a trigger for me, bro. Cause I have a, I have a stock of ivermectin in my cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I, and I took it when I got COVID my COVID was gone in two days. Mm. Um, it's the reason why people will just like go total retarded on you. If you mention things like vitamin D sunlight exercise, like don't be obese. Uh, if my whole thing with COVID, right. was like, we do have to protect old people, right? That's a real thing. That's a real thing. If you're, if you're over uh, like 65, maybe even less than that, maybe like 55, you should be careful. Right. right Cause it, right. It, it could fuck you up. Yeah. Um, but all people, of these I know, different, I know like, people that have people who died from it. It's not like it's a fucking thing that doesn't exist, but it's, it's, it's right. not even about right. that. Like, I feel people think that right. it's about that and it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether, whether it exists, like, like COVID not being real is kind of a meme mm-hmm. and I say it to be funny, but of course it is real. Like I have had it. Uh, I knew that it was real from the beginning, mm-hmm. but what's not real is this idea that you can't do other things that are not mandated by a pharmaceutical company who's doing it 100% for profit 
to protect yourself from it. And what they're finding now, and it's not like, it's not an, it's not the super apocalypse that red pill people are saying. Cause like, you'll see red people, red pill people being like, you know, the, the vaccine's killing more people than the pandemic. That's not true. That's not true. Right. But at the same time, the vaccine is a completely untested, unliable yeah. technology. Right. It hasn't right? gone through the normal years. It hasn't gone like yeah, yeah, yeah. that you have that you have to go through. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, I still wouldn't take it because I follow the Ray Pete idea. You don't take anything that's under seven years old because yeah. you just want to see. Uh, and what pisses me off the most about the COVID shit is just like how quickly this shit was pushed, like demonized and pushed under the rug. Yeah. And people yeah. like me who were just kind of sitting back and being like, Hey, maybe we should take a breath. No pun intended. And, and look at this shit yeah. and, and not put some new technology into our veins mm. when there are these other options. Right. But those right. other options financially were not allowed to exist. If ivermectin had come come out and they hadn't done their little bullshit smear campaign, mm. uh, then they would not have been able to get their emergency use authorization. Yeah. And they would have lost al- almost $50 billion. And if you think for a second mm. that a corporation in America wouldn't do some fucked up shit to make $50 billion, we're, yeah, yeah, I got a sure. bridge to sell for you. Sure. And also like when you look at like sort of like the, when you look at certain things where where you know you had the Moderna, which was which was basically funded by tax dollars, um, mm-hmm. and just the different sort, and then you had the fucking uh, Johnson and Johnson one, which was like a standard style. It wasn't a fucking uh, right. It was just a regular it's like vaccine. The, it's like the diet vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was one of those people who like like, I I was I was assessing it just based on like kind of like cursory like okay i know this person that has it i know this person that has this vaccine and sort of like waiting and like i'm like i feel pretty good like i'll, I'll wait mm-hmm. and but then like mm-hmm. at a certain point like he was like i'm not about to get like a booster or mm-hmm. like a fucking no like it makes no sense like i know people that have been like i've been boosted seven times i'm like what <laughs> like that's crazy you took seven <laughs> shots jesus like, christ like you know what i mean like, i've been taking i've been taking one and right. I'm okay. It's crazy. Like, like I, f- it's crazy to sort of like what I like. I just don't completely have, uh, just knowing, knowing the incentives that exist. Yeah. For these companies and yeah, because you you don't like you mentioned earlier that like there was this big focus on like is COVID real? Mm. Uh, did it come from a lab? These are all questions to me that are just not important. Like they, it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, it obviously did come from a lab and sure. Maybe on some I mean, level, all signs point to yes. <laughs> like that all signs point probably, to yes. I mean, yeah, like this it's, is a man-made it, thing that fucking right. And it's, and it's real. And if you get it, you will get mm-hmm. sick and you could potentially die. All these things are fucking true, yeah. but all the other shit around it, like the hysteria, right? Yeah. Like not treating it like it was, like treating it like it was a death sentence instead of treating it like it's a a real disease that you could catch and you could do the normal things that you normally do when you catch a disease to get rid of it that's what really got to me man and yeah. and just and also just seeing like weird shit like the other day i was at a stoplight and somebody was making a left turn and they passed me and they were in their car and they were wearing a mask yeah, it's, it's very like, weird to watch people still do that. It's like, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the, very like, the, weird. like it's, it's like people did. People didn't get the memo. Like, masks don't and, work. And I'm not uh, even. And I'm not even like. I'm not even like. Hey, at this point, I'm like, 
what's happened has already happened and whatever you choose to do is what you choose to do. But, but I really think like when you see someone who's like in a car by themselves with a mask on driving, I'm just kind of like, I almost feel like, like that person is sort of like wearing a sock. Retarded. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like where it's like, okay, like it's almost like helpful in a way. If you're like, if you were like a grifter, (laughs) <laughs> like you could target those people you'd be like oh this person has a mask on by themselves in the car right now in 2023 i can mm-hmm. sell this person like sand in the desert like you know what i mean like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can like right. fuck this person over like you know but no, no, no there's a lot of people like that which kind of ties back into what we were saying about like uh hacking the system and sort of like how people will just sort of like mm-hmm. recognition is everything and it and that, it, yeah. it's all related because the same thing goes with 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 the way the sort of vaccination thing was doled out is like because people have such a reverence for institutionals institution institutional bodies like this right. the, the expectation that like there's a daddy figure out there or mommy figure yeah. out there for these people that's going to fucking make everything okay um yeah the the number 3 cause of death in America is iatrogenic which is mistakes that doctors make right that's it like they're people like you or me Doctors are not different than us. You know what I mean? Like if you or I had gone to medical school and become a doctor, we'd be pretty fucking good doctors because we're smart. You know what I mean? But like doctors are not these gods who yeah. are yeah. somehow more and yeah. in, more intelligent than you. Yeah. You know, like they, they, you know, they really, I, I would see that all the time during the pandemic, like, oh, you need to follow the science. And I would say, okay, so I'm following the science of these you know, three Nobel prize winners who all say this is bullshit. Mm. And they'd be like, no, that's bad science. No, it's, that's the bad <laughs> yeah, one. It's, it's very selective. Yeah, you can find someone this, who's like not... credentialed. But if you, yeah. like, if, if you, if you think about this from a conspiratorial, you know, uh, like the government trying to do what they want to do with you, like COVID was a really good test run because they found out that, oh, if we just push a, a message hard enough, doesn't matter what it is, people will go with it. Mm. And then you have something like the Ukraine where nobody's thinking about it and they're just like whatever msnbc tells me i guess yeah that's, the that's ukraine situation is, is 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 one of those things too where like it, it kind of shows me like you know i i purposely avoid making sort of my podcast like very like political based but but like i have my political leanings tend to be so far to the left of like a liberal person mm-hmm. where it's like almost like mine too or it's like like Ukraine is the weirdest thing to me because I'm like, okay, just the other day I heard they're giving like another two billion to Ukraine. And I'm just mm-hmm. like And bread is four dollars, bro. I'm like and bread is four dollars. <laughs> how do you how is this okay? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I've, I've, I've said that a million times though, like like with the whole COVID thing or with Ukraine or whatever. I'm just like, no, I'm actually I'm more to the left of you. <laughs> like if we had met 15 years ago at Occupy yeah. Wall Street, we would all be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is that I just stayed there and you moved more and more and more towards the center center and right you got to this yeah. place where yeah. you were like where of course now my only fucking allies are retards on the right uh, like, you, on the right <laughs> that's that like, horseshoe theory fucking... shit right where yeah like, it's the horseshoe theory right yeah where you're like yo yeah. this person like i ideologically i'm not like in line but like they are at yeah. least so divorced from the center that they're like pointing out shit that you you refuse to like you know what i'm saying like yeah, it's, it's exactly like, you know, exactly analogy, exactly like, the clock is always right 
or you could be right mm -hmm. for the wrong reasons, but it doesn't matter if they're right for the wrong reasons. The point is that like the, the point is correct. <laughs> regardless yeah, I would be on Twitter and I'd see somebody who would have a COVID take who I'd agree with. And I'd be like, oh, cool. And I'd click on their profile and it would be like, <laughs> we have to return with the V to Agartha. I, with I like, looked, <laughs> like, you remember when Tim Car you remember when people were like going at Kim Kardashian and she was like freeing, like getting prisoners free? Like she was like talking mm -hmm, to Trump. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it doesn't matter to me that she was talking to Trump or whatever people were mad mm -hmm. about or that, that it was her. The result is all I cared about. Did she get people out of prison? Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. good. Like regardless yeah, of yeah. why she did it, it's still a net good. Yeah. Like, Cause we're adults. Like, we're adults. Right, and we like, like recognize you, you, like, you, like, like, like net really gains for things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know dude, I mean? I'm just, I'm a fucking, I'm just an old school leftist mm -hmm. from like 20, 10 like 2009 2005 and i just didn't move yeah. i just didn't move and, I, and all all these other motherfuckers have become a lot closer to like the neocon bush supporting assholes yeah. who i fought all throughout my youth like they all just like now all these dudes with sailor jerry tattoos and horn rim glasses and who are fucking too hardcore are, are spouting 100% neoliberal bullshit warmongering yeah. fucking Pfizer loving talking points mm -hmm. and I'm and and they think like that makes me the Nazi that's the weirdest thing where it's like no, no. I think uh, yeah if you're pledging fealty to like big pharma in any capacity I don't care what mm -hmm. what sort of like team you identify with that's not that's not like that's pretty like indicative of where your actual sort of like <laughs> If you want to call them politics stand like you know what i mean this idea that you got a little bit of money you got a little bit of money and yeah, now you're yeah. one of them and yeah. and you don't want to admit it because you have the cool tattoos and you like the right bands and you support the right bullshit causes that nobody cares about but like yeah but you're one of, you became one of them you're basically george bush in yeah, my eyes but the bourgeois the bourgeois class it doesn't really that's what's always i find always super funny where it's like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a hardcore Republican or you're a hardcore de leaning Democrat and you're a bourgeois person. I'm like, you guys are fucking the same. Like, you're the like, same thing. And you're you say, thing. but you have di you have different funny gymnastics that you do to make right to make it's, whatever you're saying it's, it's, right. It's aesthetic. It's aesthetic differences. I've always said this all the time. Where I'm mm -hmm. like, really, mm -hmm. like you guys don't like. Again, that's why Trump enrages a lot of these people, and they get TDS mm -hmm. is because it's like you Trump is doing the thing that they don't. Like you're not operating within the bounds of the of the sort of class rules, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you're you're doing the things the way that we don't want you to do it. Like you know yeah. what I mean. Like like you're being upfront with sort of the things that we like to keep saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah, saying the quiet part out loud. You, you don't do that. Like that's not the right. way you do it. It's uncouth to them. Mm -hmm. it's, it's vulgar mm -hmm. to them. You know, vulgar. They, yeah, they, they take offense right. to yeah. personal offense to that shit. Yeah. You're like because it exposes sort of the things that they don't like to be exposed like that is shit that mm -hmm. like it's it's like that is like private business you don't exp you know and I, yeah, hey, yeah. i'm one of those people that like yeah i agree like in life there's certain things that you you decide to sort of like keep within the family right mm -hmm. like as it mm -hmm. I, I mean on an individual level right like as a person like like there are things where you're like yo we don't discuss this because it's family shit well they feel that way class on a class level where it's like right Oh, like, no, no, no. You need to like not say this type of shit out loud. Like, that's not how mm -hmm. we operate. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we have you, to pretend that we're okay with homeless people. 
right. You know, right. like this, this, this whole thing, like Republicans like hate the homeless and mm. left people like, Oh, we love them. Until and yet the there's there, to their neighborhood. <laughs> but check it out. Check it out. What I was going to say is that like, but what's the, what's the common denominator here? Homeless people still exist. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, do you like them? Do you not like them? Who gives a shit? Why are they there? Like, fix it. <laughs> I mean, oh, I've, 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 some of the most callous people that I've seen when it comes to like that are, are people who sort of identify as liberal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, because it it makes it almost doubly callous because they they pretend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They pretend to sort of like have sort of uh, empathy or or like uh, or they pretend to be compassionate to sort of like people who 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 are houseless. Like like they're like oh, but they crazy. change the words right? It's like yeah, oh houseless. we fixed we we yeah. fixed the name so it's it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's They'll fine. be like it's houseless yeah. and and on some level I vibe with the 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 um the reason the rationale behind it where it's like you're right everyone technically has a home like if you're from a certain place that's your home but you don't have a house to stay in but you guys are sort of like being sort of tricky there with with the language <laughs> you know what i mean yeah You're yeah this is the basic a- idea it's like the basic idea that if you just change the words then you fix mm. the problem right and right. that's a that's like it's like a very postmodern thing right i know that term that's gets overused yeah, 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 no but sense. it's but it's super postmodern just be like oh we just changed the words and it's totally okay and they're not is- homeless they're they're unhoused it's like is- no if you think about what home means, which is a sense of security, yeah. a sense of community, a sense of family, yeah. unity, all these kind of things, they're, homeless. Yeah. they're fucking homeless. There's no home because everywhere yeah. they turn, they're rejected. So how yeah. is that a home? You're right. You're, you're right. That is that is true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a it's a empty sentiment. Yeah. Empty sent. That's that's liberals, bro. That's it's it's empty sentiment. And then you have like, Mm. then you have conservatives who are just like, there's no sentiment at all. all. It's like, yeah, fuck it. We should just like burn them in a pile, burn them, dumpsters, and like, like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Do you know? Do you know how? Do you know how unhoused I found? I felt myself recently, just like with ideas, where I've just looked at everything, and I'm just like, god damn. I mean, I have. I have friends, you know, I go on, uh, you know, the perfume nationals a lot. I love Jack. I think he's great. Uh, you know, rare candy, you know, all these, all these dudes who are much more based than I am, but like, we have this kind of common thread between us where it's like, something's very wrong with liberals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's like we might disagree we might disagree on this, that, or the other, but like there's yeah. something really wrong with these fuckers. And it's scary that the type of wrong they are, because the type of wrong they are is predicated on a kind of uh shaming and moral superiority that's like catnip to, to a certain kind of people. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that seems really dangerous because what can you what can you put forward in the world if you have con- convinced people that you have the utmost authority? Well, we saw what happened with that. It was called the church, right? The church could do anything. The church could have the inquisition because they had that moral authority. Mm. And what liberals without any substantive change to, uh, to make, you know, unhoused people have houses, yeah. right? If it's just that morality, you can do anything you fucking want. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, and people can't fight against you because you could say, 
hey, what's with all the trans, uh, not not trans people, <laughs> unhoused people, mm-hmm. or what's with all the, uh, you know, um, what's with the war going on in Ukraine that might lead to a nuclear thing? Or what's with the pharmaceutical companies running the airwaves? And they can say, do you not support trans people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you're like, fuck. I mean, yeah, but that's what I mean, though. Like that, this is the thing that that I find the most sort of alarming uh, when it comes to sort of that kind of thinking, right? Which is what you're touching on is is the sort of like way that they can like completely ignore everything like like anything they can ignore whatever's happening as long as it comes through what they deem as the proper channel or the mm-hmm. through the proper side like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like where i'm like they're at they're, so you're you're talking about people who are like operating with zero discernment like at all where it's like they'll be super hypercritical of like the other side which okay yeah true there's a lot to be critical of, of of people on the right you're like yeah it's blatant it's out in the open but then you'll watch the same shit occur from someone on their who they see as an ally or someone on their side and they'll completely excuse it like well it's different it's it's different mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no 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 it's different like you can't or, mm-hmm. or, or the way that you're not allowed to say certain things um like certain things are just perceived as like like un you can't you can't talk about it like you're not allowed to like i saw the meme um today uh on fate on ig from uh a an account that is like a i think it's a left a left-leaning account like a far leftist like a leftist with mm-hmm. a capital l and they put like uh a picture of trump and then like a picture of like obama and like biden or whatever and like i think the the, the meme the format was like um war criminal uh arrested for paying off porn star war criminals uh free for like not dude like and like it was something that, that mm-hmm. i can't remember, like something like that where like they were just highlighting the hypocrisy and people were like oh that's an l like it's not yeah. the same thing and it's like it, it, it the fact that they were just offended by but the fact that that's that cope that's total cope yeah it yeah. is the same thing they were yeah, just offended the by thing. the fact that this person was pointing that out in the meme and they were like no, it's no, like no, did no. you use drone strikes that ended up killing innocent people right right war right. criminal and i that think makes they you were like keep saying war criminal. i did say war criminal right like war criminal like you know war that, criminal war criminal that makes you a basically war criminal. like like why aren't we locking up all the war criminals we're only locking up one war criminal off for a charge that's are attempting to lock up one for a charge mm-hmm. of paying off a porn Which, store. by the way, Trump, and as more criminals go, like mm-hmm. he's not as bad as Obama. I mean, I, think. Less, I mean, and that's another thing that people don't like to like to say, like to to accept, like in terms of like blood on his hands, like he has less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, those drone strikes under the Obama administration took a lot of lives. People don't. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. an uncomfortable truth that like people don't really want to. But that's what I mean. But like that's what I say when like these people have no principles, because a principle is no. a principle. Mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter who does it <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. did you point. press the button did you order the button to be pressed the right. drone strike the wedding that killed innocent people right uh yeah. that makes you bad i i don't like this is what separate ryan dude this is what separates people like you and me from from others is that 
if you were to ask us, is blowing up a wedding full of innocent civilians to kill one terrorist, is that bad? You and I would yes. very quickly, with very little thought, say, yes, that's a bad, that's you shouldn't bad do thing. that. It doesn't matter who does it. That's not a good thing, right? But these people would be like, well, you know, and just that pause, mm-hmm. that pause, yeah. that, well, automatically, you know, you're like, oh, you're, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking. Right, to right. And, and, and really, it, it comes back to the time to kill thing, right? If you did the fucking, mm-hmm. the fucking Matthew McConaughey thing, well, what if that was your kid? They would be like, mm-hmm. Oh, not guilty. You're right. <laughs> you you wonder how terrorists get made. You wonder how terrorists get made, but you put yourself yeah. in the shoes of like a kid who's at that wedding and sees the bombs come down, yeah. his mother's head blows off, and if, if you know everybody's hit, screaming. And if a bomb hit your house right now and killed your family, you would hate whoever that was. Like you'd go John Wick. It's you'd become on, John it's, Wick. It's, now it's on site. Now it's like yeah. this person is my enemy. They like kill right. the people I love and care for yeah. dearly. Right. Like right. So the ex- like how do you like. What the fuck? I don't I don't understand how people are like that divorced from like their own humanity to recognize it in people. That, I, like I get it. Like I'm not saying, hey, you got to be like a bleeding heart for like people that are too far away from you. Right. Because mm-hmm. we understand there's a level of detachment when there's people that sure, are of course. Yeah. miles away from you. Right. But if you're just like looking at a situation and just assessing it for like sort of like the way it is. And you sort mm-hmm. of like are able to sort of like put yourself in other people's shoes for a moment. It, you would quickly come to the to the realization that like, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like mm-hmm. why this is wrong and why these people react the way they do. Because if it were yeah. me, I would be reacting in a similar fashion. Yeah, I would. Like, I would I be in ISIS. Work, I would join ISIS. Drone strike hit my fucking condo apartment and killed everybody that was in there. I love. I would have a a huge issue at this yeah. point now with whoever. You'd be like I'm going to destroy them. Like, right. what do I have to do? It's like, well, you got to put a bomb on. I'd be like, all right, I got nothing else. It makes it makes zero sense to me that like people don't. Uh, I mean, I guess it does make sense to me just knowing how how uh, atomized everyone is and how like yeah. uh, yep. how individualistic our society is for better and for worse. You know what I mean? Like we're so yeah. individualistically driven by design that like. It's very and plus there's just too many fucking people. Like like yeah. there's like eight billion people on this planet. Like, and that's a number that mm-hmm. is sort of like unquantified. I made another one. Woohoo, let's go. <laughs> right. And, but that is a number that's so staggeringly large that like yeah, we right. can't really sort of like we know what But I that, think we could agree on principles though, right? Like we could agree right. on the principle of just like, you know, you don't just don't bomb people. You right. Know? Right. It's like saying don't rape people, don't right. you know. Like just basic shit. Like, hey, don't do that. Don't do like, you know, if you gotta drop a bomb on like some bad dudes and you're fighting, okay, sure, whatever. That's fine. Whatever. But if you gotta get this one guy and it's like, oh, this tricky bastard, he went to a wedding. Fuck it. Kill everything. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> fucking just get him. Just like, get him. Well, you're fucking you're fucking Keeper Sutherland. You're like, you're like, well, I mean what's the this fucking- is a moral conundrum. It's the fucking the fucking cliche at this point, which is like kill them all, let God sort them out. Like you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. it, like scorched earth, like everyone dies. Like it doesn't yeah. even matter. Like I'm gonna kill a uh, fucking school buses of children in order to get to this one motherfucker. It's like what? Like hold on, wait a minute, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And our movies teach us the opposite of that, right? Like the yeah. our movies constantly have heroes that are 
you know, sort of sacrificing their goals to one not person, do things right? like that. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think one... that's good. Yeah. I think yeah. that's good. I think that's yeah. a good message. I agree with that. I used to like in my more, you know, callous teenager edgelord days, I'd be like, so what fucking, you know, whenever the bad guy would have somebody with like a gun to their head, yeah. I'd be like, just shoot through him, whatever, bro. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but then I grew up and I was like, yeah. Yeah. no, that the hero is actually right there. Like you don't kill yeah. in person to get the bag that like, that's like that changes a lot with age but also when you have like children and stuff people like gotta that. have kids bro yeah, I'm, i yeah, I read yeah. something recently where it was like you're not a real adult until you have yeah, kids i really believe there's validity. i believe that yeah, i think I that's really true I, I, because I, i've just i've experienced that in the past two years of my life like mm-hmm. the difference between me now and you know 34 year old david finding out that his wife was you know pregnant 33 actually Mm -hmm. is so wildly wildly different and it's 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 as simple as you just can't do anything Mm -hmm. that you want to do it's not about you anymore yeah like it it doesn't matter oh i got work to do uh that's cute because there's a toddler who wants you to play tony hawk for an hour <laughs> so, so that's what you're actually gonna do right uh yeah. but no i totally like i see all these memes and shit of like uh on instagram of women who are like 39 and childless see how sad i am and it's like i got a gucci bag i'm going out on the town and i'm like you're a fucking child you're actually yeah. pathetic and disgusting to me because like not because you're a woman who didn't have a child i don't give a shit about that but you're enacting all these things that are completely acceptable if you're 22 years old. Yeah. Like, do that if you're 22. But you're 39 and you're doing this shit. Like, you're it, a failure. You're yeah, you're an a, absolute it's, failure it's a, as an it's adult. A state of arrested development where you're just yeah. like frozen in ember at a certain point in your life and you've yeah. never moved yeah. on. And it's very right. weird. Uh, but it is sort of reinforced by sort of I feel like the media. Not only mm-hmm. we've always had an obsession with youth, but like also just like we live in the era of like, you know, as we talk about a comic book that was released by Marvel, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we live in the era. Yeah, these of, fucking people like I was used yeah. to look at my dad watching cartoons when I was a kid. He'd be watching like Dexter's Lab or some shit. And I'd be like, <laughs> man, when I'm a grown up, I'm going to do grown up shit. Turns out <laughs> you're watching more still talking about comic books, comic yeah. books and shit, right? But, you know, but I think that the reason that, like, you know, I'm always talking about, like, how we have this weird, all of this shit is related. Like, even when we were talking about, like, people's, like, sort of, like, uh, felty that they pledged to sort of, like, fucking Pfizer or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever sort of sanctioning body that they viewed as sort of, like, who they would answer to. It's It's a way of, like, sort of adults looking towards this sort of like surrogate parental figure mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and like it's that infantilization totally you know yeah. what i'm saying and, and it's prevalent yeah. in everything like our movies like you know and it's no it's no coincidence that like marvel movies are super popular and it's mm-hmm. usually like the the kids fair that is the most popular it causes the most arguments i mean like even like look look at someone who's a very controversial figure uh at this point jk rowling you know what i'm saying that's like why? What did she do? What did J.K. do? <laughs> you know, J.K. is is a is a is a strident turf in like uh, uh mm-hmm. but it's like really, it's like she makes children's books, mm-hmm. like and people I know grown adults that are like, 
they it's Harry Potter's. It's like you shouldn't even give a fuck about Harry Potter. Yeah. But they're I, like my favorite tweet about that was that uh uh you could be like fuck her and fuck Harry Potter, but they're like, Yeah, no, Harry Potter's great. It's like, no, Harry Potter's for kids, like fuck her and fuck Harry Potter, move on. My favorite tweet <laughs> of that was like somebody was getting a Harry Potter tattoo removed, mm. and they were like, Oh, getting this Harry Potter tattoo was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. And the response was like, you're embarrassed for that now? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, wait a minute. Now you're embarrassed for it? But you're embarrassed for some reasons. (laughs) Which, by the way, I have a comic book tattoo. I Mm. I mean, I I have that shit. Um, Yeah, no, I, um, I think that, I think it's cool to engage with, cartoons and comic books and and stories as an adult like i think that's fine i think that's fine yeah i think it's weird if you adopt a childlike approach to those things like when i read snicked i'm reading it as a 36 year old man right Right. and i do think certain things are cool uh because wolverine is cool but i'm also you know like i'm into it for uh, i don't want it to sound like cope about like the way that I like comic books is different, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that just like a sign of adulthood is being able to enjoy things without making it a part of your personality. That's, that's and, a big, I've said that a lot. Like I say that, you know, about horror like people. Wolverine's not my personality. Right. Right. Satomu I don't have a not my personality. I don't have a single Wolverine figurine or, bo- or Funko. Bob yeah. Bob. Yeah. Know, it's I not like, it's little, not me. Yeah. I may have a little thing here or there, but it's not, like, it's not really like, and I don't have, you could be, you could be 70 years old and watch X-Men and be like, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was a good way to kill two hours. But if you're 70 years old and you're like, I am Wolverine, (laughs) then there's a problem. Because it's like, dude, I mean, you're supposed to be grown and have bills and kids and all this kind of shit. So I think it's it's that identification that's the issue. There used to be a world of adults, right? And Mm -hmm. it was adult shit. And now Mm -hmm. it's like there's such a revert. There's a revulsion to the world of adults where it's like mm-hmm. everything needs to be sort of like safe you know like one of the main things that people talk about online is like when they see someone doing some shit they'll be like what about what about the kids that could see that mm-hmm. and i'm like my kid's not gonna see that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't worry about that shit like and mm-hmm. if they do see it guess what i'm a parent i can talk to them about it you know what i'm saying if my mm-hmm. kid has mm-hmm. see some weird shit out in public I can like, and he'd be like, dad, what's that? I could be like, let's be, I have a talk with the, my kid and be like, let me explain. You know, I could give us, provide some context and, mm-hmm, and some sort of mm-hmm. like life experience, like, well, you know, like whatever that case may be, it's just weird how like the world, the expectation is now these imaginary children, these hypothetical children, these people like to bring up, like it, when, when, when they want something to be a certain way, right. Mm-hmm. When they wanted to sort of like censor things or, or, or to sort of restrict other people's sort of, uh, 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 behaviors or, act, or, or or actions, right? When they want to restrict it, they will always default to like the kids now, mm-hmm. um, as if like because they know, they know, we know all. Like we even talked about this earlier in the, in the podcast, which is like, yeah, like when people do fucked up shit to kids, it it causes some sort of like deep mm-hmm. react. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that, like they know that, yeah. like like no one wants to see harm done to children, right? 
So like what they, but, but what they fail to realize is that like the children that they talk about is just them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're using the children as sort of a projection mm-hmm. of them as adults where they're like, what about the kids? You mean, when you say that, right. you mean you, you mean yeah. you, the you adult you. kid, yeah. the adult baby. Right. You don't mean right. the actual child. You mean you, you don't <laughs> you like you. this as an adult mm-hmm. baby. Stop using some people's kids that like have nothing to do with it. My kid don't have nothing to do with what you're talking about. David's kid doesn't have nothing to do with what you're talking about. None of these other kids that you're are, that don't belong to you have no responsibility. It's about you. Don't worry about mm-hmm. protecting my kids. I'll do that. That's my yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll and also, do- yeah, I mean, like your point is well taken. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good one. And I think, I think that an add on to it is like, these people talk about like oh well what if kids so you and i had this because we're roughly the same age Mm -hmm. but you remember like you remember the video game discourse the fucking like m&m discourse Mm -hmm. like what is this going to do to people like like what what is it doing to the kids and here we are middle age and we're fine right right um the thing that these people don't understand is that the process of living and and like being alive is being uh semi non-consensually exposed to extreme material that you can never come back from and having to deal with that yeah for the rest of your life right like did i necessarily at seven years old did i want to see the chest burster scene from alien (laughs) probably not but i did yeah. And that's like, that's a much better alternative to how like most kids grew up. Right. Like my, my, my uh, upbringing was very sheltered and very um, curated, right. To be a certain way, but things get through, yeah. things get through. So like, so like you see a, a drag queen in public, it's like, did you necessarily want to see a dude with big fake titties like chicken? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I got news for you, buddy. That's the world. You're gonna see a lot of that shit before you die. You know, like yeah. <laughs> that's just that's how this is all gonna go. So I don't understand. On the one hand, I'm with you totally. Like you know, protect the kids and all this kind of shit. But also, like the kids gotta know. You, we live in a society, bro. You're going to see a bunch of shit that you don't like or that you do like. We live and in that's a society. That's okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we live in a society. No, but like, so. yeah, yeah. And, and to, to add on to that, like, it's kind of funny when, when I think about it because, like, we live in this society, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And, 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 it's just one of those things where it's like life is to live is to struggle. Mm-hmm. And a big aspect of life is dealing and learning how to deal with the divert. I mean, with adversity, learning mm-hmm. how to deal with adversity. Like that is an important life lesson that we all must learn and able to, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all sort of like when you really take a sort of like, I don't know if holistic is the right word to use but we Mm -hmm. sort of have a holistic view of this i've say i say this all the time and i harp on people all the time about this like there the reason that like 
the idea of something like yin and yang, like this idea of like, um, in order for us to sort of know what is, to measure what is good, what is bad, to measure what is right, what is wrong, you need the other thing to juxtapose against it or it means nothing. Life mm -hmm. only means something because we die. Mm -hmm. If we didn't have death, then we wouldn't even, the concept of life wouldn't have the same re like relevance to us. Yep. It wouldn't resonate the way it does. Like this right. is all, it, it has to, one has to exist, like in order mm -hmm. for the other to exist. That is mm -hmm. the sort of harmony that is at the core of all of this shit. So this idea that you're able to sort of like manufacture society where it's completely void of those things is not only naive, but it's also fundamentally wrong. Yeah. And I know people that will articulate that same viewpoint and use it to justify all sorts of horrible shit. And I'm not doing that when I'm saying mm -hmm. that. I'm not mm -hmm. saying, hey, because that is uh, the way the sort of like to use a Lion King, the circle of life, <laughs> because I'm highlighting that as, as a reality doesn't necessarily mean that I have an agenda that I'm saying, oh, that means you can justify doing fucked up shit or you can just. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply stating an objective fucking reality which mm -hmm. is like this is where we this is like and once you understand that 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 is the case then you can see the beauty in all things you know mm -hmm. you can see the beauty in that shit like i don't think it that's something that people just it just goes over people's heads where it's like no it's not about like you like looking at the world and and, and this thing we call life and like you know like laying it out in that fashion as a means to sort of like promote some sort of ideology or, or to promote some sort of like way to be, to way to sort of like gain any sort of leverage or use. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to weaponize it in any form or fashion. I'm simply saying that it's something that you should pay attention to. And it's something that you should embrace. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you should embrace that. Mm, like mm. that doesn't necessarily. Pay attention. Curiosity. Right. Curiosity is really big. Just There's be curious about shit. People are so combative. It's like, like, why aren't you just curious about things? Like, curious. why aren't things interesting to you? Intellectual curiosity, too. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people who are not intellectually curious whatsoever. You know what I'm no. saying? And that's why, no. you get, that's why we have reactionary points of view about shit. We're mm -hmm. like, we're so you can't be reactionary and curious at the same time. Right. And that, you just said something that's so, so fucking like, why I always say this all the time, right? Why I say why there tends to be so little uh, interesting art coming from sort of like people who are fucking like super duper like right wing. Like well, there are exceptions. Like I think like Cormac mm -hmm. McCarthy, there are people, but 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 I would never say he's not intellectually curious. But I do mm -hmm. think that I do tend to think that people who are super super like nationalistic and right wing. Just that mindset sort of like lends itself to being not curious, just based mm -hmm. on sort of like, so that's why it doesn't necessarily tend to have a lot of shit coming out of there that's interesting. But also on the flip side of that, when you, start, when you when you look at like liberals, like I feel like they've sort of drifted that way a long mm -hmm. time ago too, because I feel like they're the same. I've already mentioned this before. Like, Yeah, just like, take the word reactionary out of it. Just yeah. think of it as reactive. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah. be curious and reactive. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're, if, if you're left, right, liberal, conservative, whatever, but you're constantly reacting mm -hmm. to whatever stimulus has been 
fed down the feed tube you can't be curious about shit right and there's like this weird third thing there's this third thing that i think you and me and kelby and a lot of our friends are which is like we're that third thing where we're curious about stuff we're not reactive we're curious i'm so quick to be like uh when i hear sort of like my liberal friends and are like even people that who are friends are people that I, I know who aren't who are more conservative like when they express certain things to me about things they hear i'm always like i can't help but be like stop for a second mm-hmm. did you ever think about this or did you ever mm-hmm. think about that you mm-hmm. know what i mean and they always look at you like what like you know what i mean like no of course not mm-hmm. like this yeah, bad right. this bad this you know what i mean like i'm trying to score points bro i'm trying, right, to, I'm right. trying to move I'm, like, I'm trying to move the ball up the field it's so frustrating you're... to hear like i love i love my my parents deeply right and i feel like my mom is probably more like this than my father but i feel like my mom is so triggered uh by like trump shit where i'm like mm-hmm. mom like i know that like you feel like he is like the worst thing ever <laughs> but i mean but really like have you ever really thought like why you feel that way and also like what's really different about him than the majority of sort of like presidents even the one currently in office in terms of for you materially mm-hmm. i get like i get the delivery like it's different <laughs> to some mm-hmm. degree but mm-hmm. really like what's you know like why is this upsetting you so much you know what i mean and, and and on sometimes sometimes I feel like I get through and it's like oh yeah you know what you're probably right, and I feel like for the most part I'm a fairly reasonable guy like like as far as far as like uh, I don't find any sort of uh, I don't find any sort of comfort in like only having people who agree with me around me. <laughs> you know what I'm no. Oh, I heard about this recently. So like, I finally found out the kind of person I am mm-hmm. and I heard about this. Oh, God damn it. Where was it? I can't remember, but there's, uh, there's basically a, a type of person who gets a kick out of being wrong about things. Mm-hmm. And that's me. Like I like when I'm wrong, when somebody pulls a magic trick on me and I get fooled or uh, or an argument that I hold deeply uh, gets inverted and proved to be false, like I get a real kick out of that shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not I am, you know, most people, you know, I've, I'm sure you've seen that thing where it's like when you prove somebody wrong, it just makes them double down. Yeah. I am not a double downer. Yeah, I'm not either. Like, yeah, I I'm somebody be- who's like, I'm somebody who's like, holy shit, yeah. that's um, that's interesting. That's amazing. So I this thing that I thought forever, the, I want to be armed with the information that is the most like relevant, like in terms of to right. my own like existence like if it's not yeah. true then i like there's no use like you know, for me like you it's know? like when you'll see like a, st- a statistic about like you know washing your hands in a airport bathroom actually puts more germs on your hands like as somebody who's a compulsive again ocd who's like a compulsive <laughs> hand washer i'm like oh fuck that's actually making it worse crazy maybe i'll do something maybe i'll bring hand sanitizer or something anyway point is uh People like us, dude, who 
get a kick out of being wrong are so fucking rare. And that's why I think I felt like an alien for most of my life, just going through life, is that I was talking to people who needed to be right. And to me, it's more like a game. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you can convince me, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not gonna like if you if you convince me, actually, I'll kind of think you're cool yeah. for being yeah. able to do that. You know what I mean? But like I don't I hold I I'm very curious about ideas. I hold them very loosely, and it's just this different mode of communicating with people who are so adamant about things. Like I could not imagine a world where, uh, you know, I've seen some of my friends, you know, with this Trump arrest thing, and they're like, "Yeah, he's finally going to get arrested," <laughs> and like I couldn't see myself ever being that, yeah, because it's not. Besides all the stuff about like the carceral state and, you know, now you're cheering for somebody being arrested. Mm-hmm. It's not, in- it's not interesting to me. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not interested in seeing a bad guy get brought to justice. I'm, okay. I'm interested in like ideas and how they work. I, I feel like I definitely fall under that, that description as well, but I also have a perspective because I understand how easily uh, people fall into that because I feel like there was a time in my life when I was very young and sort of less questioning. Like I was always questioning, but the questions were smaller. As I got older, the questions became bigger. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I feel like when you're young and that's why I speak, it kind of talk what, what we were talking about when people like sort of like have a arrested development and they sort of like freeze at mm-hmm. one stage. I feel like a lot of people freeze at a certain stage of development and they just kind of become that person for the rest of their life. That's not the case with me. Like when I was young, there was an accepted sort of notion of what, what was right and what was wrong that was given to me through not only society, but just through media, through everything. Right. So I understand like the average liberal, because at a certain point when I was very young and not, not as questioning and in terms of the bigger things where it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, you just accept that because that's what it is. And you kind of understand like how people, but then you start to get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. Like you, you're still doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're like, I get like when you're like young, like you're young and you're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. kind of figuring Yeah. It's out. like young people who are like tankies. It's like, I get it. Yeah. Right. 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 It's it, it's, it's like, I don't but take even anything that, though, a tanky that, says seriously. Even that though is weird to me because I'm like, how did you get there so fast? You know what I'm saying? Because they're kids, bro. It's it, it's just it's I know just older because people that have gotten there. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, when I was when I was 19, dude, I had an ethics professor at the University of El Paso who was like a Peter Singer acolyte, total vegan. He was the dude who was on the the Penn and Teller bullshit show mm-hmm. when they did their bullshit episode on veganism. He was the guy who they used as like their clown. Like as like the ultra vegan, mm. but that motherfucker, me at 19 years old, he convinced me to try to be vegan, you know, like yeah. kids. When I see tanky shit, I'm like, that's cute. And I hope you never get power ever. <laughs> because know, I've seen, I've seen United Red Army and I know where this shit goes. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I think, I think I listened to that episode. I know I listened to that episode. I think you had like, it was Scott Al- Adelston. Scott Adlerberg. Yeah. Adlerberg, yeah. I've Adlerberg seen that movie. Um, yeah, and I feel like it's... Scott, I feel like I listening to him talk. I feel like we're a little bit, we align. He kind of aligns with me a lot in terms of his own sort of like thinking on that. And, and there is something to it where I, 
I feel like me personally, as sort of someone in America who's like, who like gets, like I identify as a black person, but I'm also sort of a racially ambiguous person. Um, but mm -hmm. I also feel like, um, as someone who is in, in sort of, I have to be flexible politically. Like, as much as I'm like, yo, I could, like, I've read the books. I continue to read the books. I've read, like, you know, leftist, leftist fucking radical thought shit. I've read all mm -hmm. kind of different shit. But in terms of my own, I feel like my own position, my own station, as someone in America, like, I can't, I have to be flexible. Like, I can't be mm -hmm. too married to any ideology. Like, mm -hmm. I, because I, it does not suit, it doesn't suit me. And what I mean by that is like, it's not, it's not like um, one of those things where I feel it is beneficial to me because if you do any sort of like history and look at sort of like societies that have, that have, that have came before us and sort of you look at how, how those things have felt, fell apart, not only in this country, but outside of it, you quickly come to the sort of realization that like, oh shit, like um, for my own sort of survival and benefit, mm -hmm. I can't really be sort of like flag waving. Like I'm a fucking mm -hmm. communist this, or I'm a this or that. Like one, you make yourself a target. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but two, like also like it is very... Unless unless you're unless you're doing things that are specific to sort of like that you feel are, are addressing sort of like the greater good for your immediate circumstances and the immediate group of people that you're in, like and how that can sort of like potentially branch outward to extend beyond that, like I feel like it's not very useful. Like it's just not I feel like you should go down like a Hotep Jesus route. Well, here's the thing about Hotep, right? I feel like the Hotep. First of all, Ho I, I think Hotep Jesus is kind of a clown, but 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 um. Oh, Hotep, he's a grifter, dude. Right, I mean, he's a like, grifter. He's yeah, a grifter. Yeah. But 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 my thing is this though. My thing is like, Hotep. The idea of a Hotep wasn't always a negative thing, but people people that are of a certain age don't remember that. Like it's become co opted, like most things do. Right. Um, by the sort of like the 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 worst or the the biggest bad actors. I'm a Polish Hotep. I think that <laughs> I think that we I think we was kings. And we was kings. Think... We was kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I don't know. Like I just look at it like I always look at everything dubiously. Like I always look mm -hmm. at everything like any group. I'm like, bro, oh. let me ask you about this. Mm -hmm. Okay. You and I connect on this looking at things dubiously mm -hmm. right and we we suffer the fallout mm -hmm. in terms of our artistic ambitions because we're always the guy who's like that guy sucks and nobody's saying it <laughs> but i'll say it what what is this about us what is it i want to get to the heart of this right yeah i'm i've thought about this about myself uh uh, a lot which it's not it's not good to think about yourself too much but in this context i think it's okay like it is we're not think, second, I'm, I, I'm not i'm not a i'm not a i'm not a contrarian mm -hmm. like i don't just whatever people say i say the opposite that's not it that's not quite it mm -hmm. but we're always outside 
and we connect with each other because you and I don't agree on everything. Right, right, right. But like, but we connect on a friendship level mm-hmm. on this kind of like being able to conversate because we we can both sense a, a deep distrust of things. Yeah. Where does that come from? You know, I what ask, is that? I ask myself that question a lot. Uh, and I will say this, I feel like a surface level criticism of, 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 of people like us is mm-hmm. to say, oh, you're just a contrarian. Mm-hmm. Or you just want to disagree or you just want to be right. Like we already said, like, I don't actually want to be right. If you can prove me wrong, I would love that. Like, I would love that. It's just a lot of people don't <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? A lot of people just, it's my favorite thing. It's like, a, yeah. it's a, it's a weird submissive. The S&M moment that you prove me wrong, like... I'm like, holy shit. But I'm like, yeah. I'm not about to just budge. If you keep presenting me with the same thing over and over again, <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah. no, I, we already talked about that. Like I told you why yeah. I don't, I don't see it that it's way. It's like we're people who are actually seeking to be proven wrong. But you yeah. have to actually work for it. Because you have I, to actually yeah. do it. You have yeah. to you have to convince me in a way like I'm not gonna go along with this bullshit. But if you can, yeah, yeah, then we just became friends because I love that shit. I love being wrong. That's what people get so wrong about. I think a lot of uh well, not there are some conspiracy theorists who are very stuck in their like flat earth <laughs> kind of shit you know uh, but like my whole the whole reason why i'm a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist is that i would love for you to prove me wrong i would yeah. love that and i also i'm also somebody who who really sort of understands just based on my own life experience that like we at people like we don't know mm-hmm. shit yeah, we don't yeah. know anything. Like the 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 va- like the collective knowledge of humanity is infinitesimal. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like most of us don't know how the shit that we use every day works. We don't. We don't. And, and I'm the kind of the- guy who like like as a as a guy who like loves Marxism and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I I do consider myself a, a left. I'm like a Marxist in the sense that I think that you should take money from rich people. <laughs> that that's about where i'm yeah. at with that so I'm, I'm but like that. i'm i'm also the kind of guy who who 100 believing that like okay elon musk has whatever you know 100 billion dollars take 99.9 percent of that billion and and give it to other people and i believe and i i'm not gonna i know i don't have to defend that to you but i'm not gonna right, defend right, that right. to anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but if if I saw a podcast of like why Elon Musk deserves all, I click that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like yeah. okay, I'm I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to to figure out why Elon Musk is actually really cool, and my instincts <laughs> about him being a fucking you, you bitch know, it's funny that you have say been that. totally it's off. Funny that you say that. That's part of the reason why uh, I listen to uh, from time. I don't. I don't. I listen to the Perfume Nationalist kind of for that reason a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Same, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they did that whole Atlas Shrugged episode because I, I know I'm not fucking gonna, great. I know I'm not going to yeah. agree with Jack on a lot of shit, but yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The point that is that whole I Atlas Shrugged where him it. and him and the Armenian yeah. were like going like yeah. back and forth about like how Elon Musk is this like Ubermensch and stuff, mm-hmm. and like those kind of points would turn other people who think like us off. But it like it lights me up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fucking really interesting because like going back to the carnosaur or the snicked or whatever like what can i as an artist like what can i pull out of this that's valuable to me 
right? Yeah. And I know that these guys aren't pandering or lying to me because we think so differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if if I pull something from what Jack says and apply it to my own life and it's been a beneficial which I have on multiple things. I know he he was never he specifically was not trying to sell to me, mm. right? Because yeah. he's like I'm a right-wing gay perfume loving yeah aesthete you know what i mean and it's like that's exactly who i want to find as esoteric knowledge from i think i want to find it from you i think people don't get like like you said not a lot of people think that way i think people just shut down when they're exposed to people who have completely different Mm -hmm. perspectives that you don't agree with initially off rip um, and mm-hmm. I just don't find any usefulness in that. Like, because I feel like. By the way, I still think Ayn Rand's bad, by the way. I like, do too. I think Ayn Rand. I'm going to go on record. I think Ayn Rand sucks. Like, I've said this before. I, I and I have sucks. read Atlas Shrugged. And I, and I was, and I listened to the whole four hour podcast and I got a lot of value out of it. Yeah, and I yeah. can appreciate what Jack and Armenian were saying in that. Mm-hmm. But that book sucks. I, I think <laughs> she sucks. Not... And I think the book sucks. <laughs> um, she's a fascinating figure about uh, in a lot of ways and respects because of how 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 awful she is in a lot of ways. Uh, but mm-hmm. but um, because my buddy Jimmy, when I was in fucking first year of college, my buddy Jimmy got really into the Fountainhead, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like us, you know. Mm-hmm. But he just he just thought these were good books. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, read the Fountainhead right now. And I read it, and I was like, I I'm not vibing with. It. He's like, okay. But read Atlas Shrugged, and this was like in my in my youth when I read yeah. Infinite Jest. I read yeah. Gravity's Rainbow. I was into these big books, so I read Atlas Shrugged, and I was just like, "Yeah, no, man, I think that's <laughs> that, that was really difficult to do." <laughs> but I want I want listeners to kind of hear what I'm saying here. So what we're talking about is an episode of the Perfume Nationalists where they talk for four hours about uh, Atlas Shrugged, and they're super big fans of Ayn Rand, mm-hmm. uh, they, they found a lot of value in what she said. And I got more out of that four hour podcast than I did out of the fucking 50 hours it took me to read Atlas Shrugged. Right. Right. And, and, and so it's like, what can you, what friends can you make across the aisle? Mm. What value can you get from their like differing opinions on things? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I'll never, I, I, I will never have a bad word to say about Jack. Like, I think, I, I, think that I have, guy's good. I, had a, I, ha- I have a friend who I might eventually have on the podcast. Uh, her name's Larissa. Shout out to Larissa. If you're listening, um, she loves Iron Rand too. And I've gone back and forth with her about like why she's like, I don't like Iron Rand and she likes it. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I do think that the fact that she's so, she is somewhat reactionary in her own sort of like opinions and shit, mm-hmm. but I do find value in sort of like people who don't have my perspective. Like I really right. do like this idea. Like, again, like I don't know if this has probably already been said by people. I feel like it has, cause I feel like I've heard this before and I'm saying it, which is like, if your idea is strong enough, it will hold up to opposing mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if you mm-hmm. really feel a certain kind, if you really feel like it's, it's based on sort of not only a principle, but also sort of like you've actually thought this, thought about this mm-hmm. and really thought it through. Then there should be no mm-hmm. apprehension to sort of being exposed to sort of counter mm-hmm. counter ideas or counter perspectives. 
Like, you should have no anxiety about that. But I feel like most people have anxiety about it. The moment that they encounter mm -hmm. someone who doesn't agree, mm -hmm. that's kind of a that's kind of a red flag. Off well, bat. like it, that you haven't really like thought enough about what you, what you believe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's because like if you believe in a certain thing, you're only going to see the negative in it, right? So, mm -hmm. with Ayn Rand in particular, you know, you tend to see, uh, you know, all the kind of cringe objectivist mm -hmm. points that have been trotted out, like before but she has a lot of good points too you know mm. things that you and i would actually agree on about mediocrity rising to the top about you know like these kind of people who have no talent in anything yeah. sort of uh smothering people who do have talent the problem is is like degree it's yeah, the matter of yeah. degree how, how she right? gets there right yeah that's yeah, but that's yeah. interesting that's interesting to like again i feel like for people like us that's what's interesting it's like She's how, right because you and I need to get need to there. Like well, even we if need, well, we need to we need to mm. do things like read Atlas Shrugged and watch United Red Army and see mm. all the ways that the things that we believe can be co-opted co into an absolute fucking hellscape, which is how it's happened every single time. By the right. way, like yeah. Marxism and communism are not uh they're not appealing because of how spectacularly they failed. Mm. You know, say what you will about capitalism, but. Uh, for the most part, none of us here are in camps yet. So right. so capitalism is winning right now. And for me, it's always a matter of degree. It's not a matter of replacing capitalism as we have it now with like a total communism. It's just when is enough enough, right? Yeah. Like when do you when do you have enough money? Right. And and when do you need to take care of people? When do people not want to be taken care of? It's a, again, it's a third, like I maintain that I am eternally politically a third thing where it's, it's not as easy as, you know, well, I read Marx and I found out about, you know, uh, owning the means to production. And if we just, you know, gave workers the, the ability to have uh, ownership in the means of production, everything would be better. No, no, it's not that simple because but also, also though, not to cut you off, David, but also like. Uh, there's a guy. Uh, there's uh, Jared Ball, somebody who I whose opinion I find I I respect in general. But he was he mentioned um, he has a he has his own sort of like podcast. He's like a doctor. He has a PhD and shit. Uh, but he also he talked about not that long ago about like W. E. B. Du Bois sort of like highlights. He highlighted how he changed, right, in terms of like mm -hmm. politically and his thoughts on things. And like he would, he would, he points out specifically where like he believed this at one point, but later mm -hmm. in life, he then said, no, I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, like I, now I believe like the answer is socialism or the answer is this. I used to think it was that. Now you can watch the progression of him, him being one way. And then, and I feel like that's valuable. That's valuable mm -hmm. to show like, cause people like will, 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 will cite people like Marx or in, in, in Engels and shit. Right. And look at them as like this is like a concrete, mm -hmm. like unassailable sort of like unquestionable document, and that's not how this shit works. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you have to take into account who they were, where they were at their life. Do you know? Do you know what they thought toward the end of their life? Also, when you think about like sort of like these other uh, alternatives to capitalism, right? Um, and how they failed. Like when you really look into sort of like 
why they failed. It's a very interesting. It's very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. part of that is capitalist involvement in in who are directly invested in them failing, <laughs> and sort of like mm-hmm. the, the the great ways that that the many great when I mean great by numerous, the many great ways that they employed sort of ways of helping facilitate the demise of sort of other nations that would try to build from that. But also you have to can't take any accountability away from those actual nations too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And how they mm-hmm. actually went about trying to do those things. Like, I feel like it, it, I feel like whatever system that, that is, we don't live in a utopia and there is, we don't, we've never seen one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we've mm-hmm. never seen mm-hmm. one. That's probably why it's, it's a utopia. Right. Right. Like we've never seen it. Like, you know what I mean? So, so this idea that like, um, there's one, we know that the way that it is now isn't perfect. Right. We know Mm -hmm. that that's, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter where you fall ideologically on the spectrum. We can all agree. It's not perfect. I think everybody agrees that, um, agrees with that. So the point is, okay, so whatever that, again, we talked about that, that idea of a third thing, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. that's the third thing, you know what I'm saying? It, will we it is, it? yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will we see it in yeah. our lifetimes? Probably not, maybe. I don't know. But there's a third thing. Yeah. That sort yeah. of like these other things that have been combating over the generations, you know, have been engaged in a literal war. Um, this ideological war and hot wars, cold wars. Like uh, there's another thing that sort of like yeah. we're just yeah. not we're just not incapable of. There's another thing that allows you to live a a fully realized artistic uh, or otherwise life uh, that allows you to put food on the table and have downtime, meaningful work, uh, but also not to the point where there is this huge divide in society between different casts of people the people who are allowed to charge a thousand dollars an hour for you know interior decorating or whatever the fuck they do like whatever gwyneth paltrow does you know Um, (laughs) yeah but like for me it's it's a matter of balance so what i would say is that like i i think i'm more on the edge of capitalism Mm -hmm. because communism has all of these you know restrictive uh, authoritarian uh, uh, sort of bullshit rules that keep people from from self-actualization mm-hmm. so if um if you if you stop thinking about it in terms of of money right like who has the most money and you start thinking about it in terms of like what if self-actualization was the goal that might be the third thing where you're like okay that would mean that there would have to be a kind of balance between these two things, right? Mm-hmm. Where the whole goal is not making money. Again, nobody's going to starve. I've always thought that like the perfect way for a society to run would be if somebody wanted to create and uh, you know invent things that forwarded society, that they would be supported, and you know, and they would live above other people they could have like a lake house or a jet ski or something like that but the rest of us we all just kind of live the same and we can just like i could write my stupid books Mm -hmm. uh somebody else could be a plumber 
Like if, if that's what they, the plumber would literally be above me, but where I was, was not this destitute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like, again, I think that, and this is kind of anti-communist in a way, but like the idea of self-actualization mm-hmm. taken out of its, uh, like self-actualization taken out of its capitalistic context and put into Marxism might be where I'm at. That might be my third thing. There's a few things, quite a few things that, that, that one, um, when you said authoritarianism, I feel like that is, that is an important component. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone who has critiques of all systems Mm-hmm. It always comes back to authoritarianism. At some level, there's an there's some form of authoritarian, even under capitalism, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. we find authoritarianism. COVID, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It, it's all it's always ever present, right? And sort of like one of the things that is a is people will always buck back at is is that authoritarian streak mm-hmm. whenever it mm-hmm. rears its head. Uh, so if that's present in any sort of system, um, no people you're gonna have people who are unhappy. For, for for obvious reasons, right? But when I think about the way we, we live now, when I think about humans, right? Um, I always say this. I say money only, and I, and I get it. Like this is a sort of an easy thing to say, but it doesn't make it any less true that money is only worth something because we all agree through a sort of social contract that is worth something. If everyone decided in unison today that it, that a dollar is just a piece of paper, then it would be worthless. We won't do that for obvious reasons because you can't get everybody on the same page for one. Uh, but also when it comes to sort of like maintaining civilization, right? When you look at animals, because everyone always likes to, specifically people who are always trying to justify sort of like animalistic or barbaric behaviors that humans engage in. Um, they always sort of like try to compare us to animals, right? They always say we're animals. We're just sort of like we have consciousness. So that, that, that makes us different, right? Okay. So if we are animals and going down that path, let's say, let's look at animals. For example, animals don't have money. Animals have zero money, but animals continue to exist, right? This idea that all the things that we manufacture and create, the only incentive for us to do that is money is a lie that we've all told ourselves. What are we going to do? Stop existing? Are we going to stop? Are we going to stop eating tomorrow? If we just said there's no money? No, we're not. Are we going to stop finding shelter to live in a comfortable? No, we're not. But we're so conditioned from the womb to be, to be already bought into this idea that like everything that we do needs to be the, the incentive is survival. The incentive is already mm-hmm. there. The servant of its survival, its comfort, its pleasure, it's all of those things that we already use money for. Money has just been inserted into the process. Like it's just that people can't wrap their heads around that because we're so conditioned to this idea that the only reason we do this is for profit. But the profit, the currency isn't always actual currency. Most of the things we do, like clout, for example, clout is about currency, but it's social. It's a social currency. So this idea that currency is limited to like, no, no, there's other forms of currency. We all know this. We all know that we can live in a world, like if if everything reset, we got hit by EMP, everything reset tomorrow, people would start doing things again. Would we barter for things? Probably. Yeah. 
but like the things would continue. People would still want power because we have it. We had it before. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. would still want cars because we already had it. Systems would ri arise in to fill the vacuum and they don't necessarily have to be built completely on like exchanging of money, but it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy that is inherent in us as people. Like the philosophy is if we do this, the only reason we should do this is because someone is going to give us some paper to do it. Mm -hmm. It's really mm -hmm. kind of like nonsensical and like absurd to think. Cause I know right now if money didn't exist, I'm still going to want to eat. I'm still going to want to have a fucking roof over my head. I'm still going to want to live life. I'm still going to want to create. I'm still going to want to have spend time with the people I care about. I'm still going to want to do all of those things. Like I don't need profit in terms of cash to want to do those things. It's just the reality of the society we we were in. But the, the, but I just disagree with people that think that like, oh, like if businesses are like, people wouldn't do shit if they didn't have the incentive. Like the incentive is life. <laughs> the incentive mm -hmm. is living. Like you're going to stop. This living. is what David Graeber said, right? In debt. That was kind of like, mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. Graeber's point in debt. Yeah. Like I, I think, I think like it's, the way we live is by design. It's been designed. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it is, it's designed that way. And it, and, and, and I know I, I really, I feel like Mark Fisher's capitalist realism is a book that kind of like I've grown less uh, fond of as I've gotten mm -hmm. older, mm -hmm. but I do think Mark Fisher was hinting, was hitting on something real. Like, oh, I think that Mark Fisher was a genius. I, I do think he was. I do. There, there, I, I think. I think there's been like a lot of weird revisionism since mm -hmm. his death about yeah. like because of the type of people who've latched onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And been like, oh, acid communism. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, I think if he had finished acid communism, I have a lot of time for K punk and yeah. and Mark Fisher. Like, I, 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 I feel very his life was eye to short. eye. Yeah, his life. Yeah, was his cut life short. was his life was, was cut short. Yeah, and and he was a brilliant fucking writer. And I don't know, like I'm glad you brought him up because I've just I've seen a lot of revisionism about like, oh, Mark Fisher, yeah, the guy who killed himself. Yeah, there's a there's actually not much there if you read it. No, it's it's beautiful. No, there, no, he's hitting. Yeah, he's hitting. He's hitting on things, and I feel like he was he was refining it. And he was learning, like you know, he was. Like if he would have lived longer, he was getting yeah. If he, he if he had made it another thirty yeah. years, he yeah, might he have had some real something. good shit to say. Yeah. And I think capitalist realism is a, a good. There's book a lot too. of good things about it, but that idea, yeah. that notion, I get it. I get the critics. I get the critics who say, "Well, it's it's somewhat nihilistic, right?" Like that. that it, sure. It's almost, yeah. it's almost like it's almost border on like like philosophical pessimism, almost. You know, where it's yeah. like. You can't right. do it because we can't we can't envision a world without capitalism. So we're kind of doomed. Well, I don't necessarily agree with mm. that, but I do understand why people. I never got that from his writing, though. I didn't. Get, I didn't either. But I understand. I why never. I never there. got a doomer sense from his writing. I didn't either. I never but, did. Yeah, yeah. But people like people will take like capitalist realism or like his his essay or the exiting the vampire castle and those sort of like That's one of my favorite essays. That's yeah. it's it's so brilliant. And like that, who, I, I think that's that's his crowning achievement. I do like I, I like all the K-pop stuff about like you know jungle and his music writing is fantastic yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like like his like his idea of hauntology. Mm. Like I return to that all the time because I think it's a fucking it's a it's a sadness for a future that will never exist. Right. Like yeah, yeah. it's a perfect hauntology is a perfect word to describe like you know burial or whatever. 
you know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not here for the, uh, the, the Mark Fisher slander, like that, that dude fucking rocked. (laughs) Yeah. Again, like I said, I always, the book that I've given out the most is the, is capitalist realism. Like, cause I'm like always Mm -hmm. telling people like, just read this. Did you read the weird and the eerie? I ha- I have not read read the weird and eerie. No, oh, it's good yeah. too. I'm yeah, gonna read. That's it. probably I mean, my favorite one. Like it's it's just one of those things where like Fisher's just again like it's more so it's not like again like I feel like because there was a, a sort of he had a brief moment where he sort of his name sort of came into fashion again and mm-hmm. sort of like became popular in certain circles again. Uh, that the the inevitable pushback came right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when that pushback mm-hmm. came, it did bring up some points. That I felt were like not they they weren't like invalid, but 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 also they were very sort of like an oversimplification and, a, and, a, and yeah, they were too yeah. quick to write. It's off. all oversimplified, yeah. right? Right. They were too exactly. quick to write exactly. off like him, like you know what I mean? Like where it's like because did you don't... again? Did you read the books or not? Right. Did right. you read Atlas? Did you read Atlas Shrugged? Did you read the K-Punk essays? Did you read Capitalist Realism? Like I've read Mark Fisher's entire catalog, so. I mean, yeah. I can talk about it. Can yeah. you? Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. And I, I think you like... might have seen you might have seen like a red scare take about Mark Fisher, <laughs> and, like, and, now, and now that's how you feel about Mark Fisher. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I feel like and they might have read it. Yeah, but, but I feel like I feel like if you've read that book, then I don't I, I, any of his books, truthfully. But I feel like if you read that one specifically. I don't I love his writing, dude. Yeah. I just love his writing. I don't see how you could come to the conclusion that he was like this doomer guy, this guy who who had no like no, but but what he was speaking to specifically with capitalist realism. Like, oh well, he killed himself, but like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. killed himself because he had clinical depression. Right. It's, right, it's, a, right. it's a real thing that happens. Right. Like you yeah. you will kill yourself. David Foster Wallace did it too, and he was a genius. So yeah. I mean Yeah. Also, know. another guy who was right about everything and killed himself, but not in like a doomer way, just in like a I'm super sad kind of way. Yeah, I um, have that David Foster Wallace book about rap. What is it signifying? Whatever the fuck it is. Oh, that's a deep cut. I have it's a good book. It's <laughs> I, a good book. I have yeah, that book. That's, that's um, not, it's, I'm not. I can't. I'm not, I'm not, like some people are, are just like, you know, like, yeah, I got Infinite Jest or, you know. I can't. I, got, uh, I can't get. I can't, I've, I've tried and I feel like. I have a lot of books for the purpose of like one reading them, but also like mm-hmm. some of them I'm like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to infinite jest is one of those books that I've started. Like, I don't know how many times I've never finished mm-hmm. ever. Like I've just never just finished power it. through bro. You got to yeah, wonder these days. I will finish that book just because I want I'm talking shit. But like since that summer when I did like, I did, I did, I did all the big books, Atlas shrugged, infinite jest, uh, American tabloid, yeah, uh, I was just I was into Gravity's Rainbow. I was into like these big books, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm ashamed to say that, like in my mid twenties to mid thirties, I have not tackled any of that shit. But I did all of them then. Yeah, you know? yeah. I got that shit out. Of my I feel system. like those books are cool to sort of to act to, to actually read, but also like to revisit. You know what I'm saying? At certain points in your life. Yeah, because there's such they're such like like what is your what is your ideal world i'm curious about the ryan Mm -hmm. perspective like what does your ideal world look like 
because my, my, I, in Snicked, in Snicked, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ideal world is a world where an alien can have its heart impaled by adamantium claws. Is it ideal? I looked at it as a fucking dystopia, like a fucking. No, it's the ideal because he's saving them from the dystopia, right? So well, the I mean, it's the best case scenario, that. I guess. <laughs> like yeah, given yeah, given the situation, yeah. shit's already went to. By shit. the way, mm-hmm. I love that we've spun three hours of gold out of a. Uh, <laughs> Something that took me 15 minutes Minutes to read. read. Like, yeah, you can literally read (laughs) Snicked on the toilet, like, uh, like, and be done with it. It It's super fast. Like, it is the fastest. My kid was taking a nap, and I was like, okay, I'll read Snicked now. And, like, it was done. I was like, I still got like two hours. (laughs) It's because I think we've both been reading a lot of manga, and like, Mm -hmm. manga's far more like, it's hundreds upon thousands of pages of shit. And then like, mm-hmm. this is a regular a comic. Like it's a fucking five yeah. part series yeah. and it's super quick. So like, even me, I read it. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I'm done with this. <laughs> like, Logan so- gets transported to the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he gets given the backstory about yeah. the alien, which is like the most text dense part of the book mm-hmm. where I was like, damn, this shit's going by kind of slow. Like it's like four pages of actual text that you have to read. Yeah. And then he goes and he he killed and there's a robot with a big gun arm that is also trying to because like it's it, yeah. you know with the mandate you have to kill this specific part of them or yeah. they don't die yeah and they have they have bullets that can do that but they're running out of bullets because they're you know out of adamantium that's why they called Logan and then he goes into like this big you know uh biological organic structure and uh yeah he saves the day it's, the mandate, it's five issues it, it was interesting how nihei like uh put in like sort of like how the the origins of the mandate mm-hmm. or, or like they were used to sort of like uh was it like a fucking they were trying to clean up sort of like human waste right like wasn't it to mm-hmm. do with like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fucking like uh you know for reasons of like climate change and shit like this idea mm-hmm. of like, and then it became like its own thing, its own sentient thing, where it could replicate. Uh, mm-hmm. And then again, like you said, the progenitor, which is sort of like the queen. Um, He's great at coming up with those names, yeah, like like yeah. net terminal genes even, and the even, mandate. Even Knights of Sidonia, which I haven't read, but like what I know mm-hmm. about it is like even the ideas about like it's just cool as fuck, like this giant fucking ship that's way bigger than Earth. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, even even mm-hmm. in Blam, which is like the robots started building this thing that was, it became bigger than earth. So it's like this fucking mm-hmm. one guy in this little ass, like this one little ass human just traversing this massive, like mm-hmm. giant m- machinery. Like, you know what I mean? That's been built. Yeah. Like, these ideas are big sci-fi concepts, um, which isn't and that. It, it hits, it hits, right. It hits it yeah. like the human thing. Cause we're yeah. all those little humans and we're in these mm-hmm. big structures. We're yeah, just kind of like it's just trying to maneuver cool. through them. Like, it's just cool. It's cool. It's like, cool. It's some cool shit. Like, and as far as yeah. like my my idea of like what a what a perfect world would be, like the question always comes down to sort of like, I mean, first of all, what's what is perfect, right? But also one of those things that I can think that I would like to see is a society that's actually governed by the will. Of the people and what i mean by the will of the people isn't in a mob sense like a mob mentality i mean in the sense of like we are addressing the needs of the of the people 
like everyone's material needs are met right and that is that is the that is the primary function of the society right that is the primary function of whatever systems we have in place like right now that's not the primary function the primary function is to service a specific small group of people mm-hmm. and their needs mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everyone else's is not even it's not even secondary it's not even on the list like you know what i mean like so it's like they will address those needs if it gets to a point where this where societally there's enough discord where they have to address it in order to keep things going but that's the only time in which they feel mm-hmm. like okay we need to actually do something it should be reversed <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. it should be mm-hmm. like no 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 the, the the what's important is sort of like maintaining of 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 all people's lives like you know what i'm saying so that they live so is that like endless things. endless meetings and fucking no, no, no. I don't, I don't. There's, a, there's no need for bureaucracy. There's no need for sort of like there, there's just need. There, there is no need for that. Like we all have base level of needs, right? When we go down to sort mm-hmm. of like we, we even, you even hinted, hit it on earlier in our, in our four hour podcast about self, <laughs> about self actualization, about Marxism. This is like actually like <laughs> you, it's, you it's about, about Wolverine, but it's also about like. But, but you know, about Mar- it's about everything. Wolverine, <laughs> the Venn diagram, and everything comes. And back. also, me too. And <laughs> Wolverine is connected to everything. He's like at the top, and, and also killing child predators. Yeah, like, child yeah, predators it's, it's, is there. It's a big thing. It's like four. It was like six degrees of Wolverine. Fuck Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's everything. You can talk about you can talk about the universe if you talk about Wolverine. Right. Well, everything comes back to Wolverine. But yeah, mm-hmm. like it's like Matt was it the the hierarchy of needs. Matt was it Maslow's Laszlo's? Yeah, Maslow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. where it's like self actualization is at the top, but I feel like the other tiers of it, you know, the the fucking food, shelter, all that shit. That should be the shit that's maintained and taken care of because we're all we all have an investment in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and truthfully, mm-hmm. what's weird about the world that we live in, there's a lot of things that are weird about the world we live in. I mean, like Jeffrey Epstein, what the fuck was that? Uh, but there's a lot of weird things mm-hmm. that we, about the world mm-hmm. that we live in. But uh, uh, one of the weirdest things for me is is um, just that, like, there, there doesn't seem to be a record. People don't recognize sort of like how dependent we are on everyone else to be around Mm -hmm. because we don't Mm -hmm. like the majority of us don't hunt for our food like we Mm -hmm. go into a fucking store and get it like Mm -hmm. we the majority of us don't know how electricity works we don't know how our fucking smartphone works we don't know how any of this shit works the things that we use all the time we take for good the things we pay for the things we some of the things we don't pay for like you know some of the things that have already sort of were there because other generations sort of did the things that needed to be done in order for those things to exist like we're all dependent upon each other in a way that we don't like to recognize because we're, we, it's all about the, like I said, like I said already, we're individualistic. Like we're very driven by our own sort of, which makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know how, I don't know how accurate this is, but I do think there's, I do think it sounds true. And I don't know, again, I don't know the studies, but I'm pretty sure you heard of the study where like, there's only a certain amount of people that, that you can know, like it's like a hundred or some shit like that. And 170. Yeah. yeah. So, so once you get past that number, you can't like your mind yeah. isn't built to store yeah. any of that. Right. Which makes sense. Right. For sure. Cause mm-hmm. I can barely remember mm-hmm. all my passcodes from all this stupid shit that I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? So damn near 170 people like, you know, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, that makes sense on some level, like where it's like, well, yeah, of course. Like I'm not, but like, even though I don't know, 
every motherfucking 8 billion per people, like whether I know them or not is insignificant because we're all of our destinies are sort of kind of in they're in they're they're, they're we're, we're, they're we're all in the same boat, whether we're aware of it or not, whether we choose to accept that idea or not, like we kind of are because there's even like right now, like we talked about Ukraine, right? We don't give a fuck about Ukraine. No, no, I but don't. Yet we're paying for that shit. Mm -hmm. Right. We're paying for that shit. Like right. that billion, every, all those billions of dollars that keep going over there that have, that haven't been vetted through us. We haven't, none of us have agreed to this shit. It continues to go over there. Right. Um, that's a, completely across the world in a place where most people can't even point to where it's at at a map, let alone knew what it was before this fucking war kicked off. So that just speaks to my point, which is like, we are all sort of all of our destinies to different degrees are somewhat tied to each other mm -hmm. like you know mm -hmm. it, 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 it it varies and it's a it's a vast you know it's a vast spectrum right where it's like you know but but we all are sort mm -hmm. of like you know the cars we drive uh, you know every every aspect we start to really take into account the things that you take for granted every day the clothes we wear the food we eat all of this shit like look at pick up this task cam that we're using to fucking record backup audio. Like, where is that? Mm -hmm. made? You know, where's this mic that I'm speaking into zoom? Who the fuck made that? Like, you know, like when you really start to really think about the world and the things that are around us and the things that we surround ourselves with, you have a whole podcast in this podcast too, where we talk about shit that's made in Japan a lot. Like this is a fucking Japanese mangaka. Like that we're talking mm -hmm. about, who did this fucking Marvel comics miniseries. Like that's a whole other world away from us. Mm -hmm. but yet it speaks to us enough to where we do fucking podcasts about it. We're all like connected. We're all connected. And that is what, mm -hmm. and when people say like, Oh, you're a fucking commie. I'm a commie in that way. Where mm -hmm. I realize mm -hmm. that we are all connected. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd be right. a commie. And the thing ways. is, is like, mm -hmm. is there a way to synthesize the facilitation of a person with a grand vision mm -hmm. who wants to make things work mm -hmm. and a person who also recognizes that they're an ant yeah. in a colony. Yeah. And I think that if you can find out, and I don't have the answer. Yeah, none of us do. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if you find the synthesis between those two things where you facilitate greatness, but also recognize the rhizomatic uh, interoperability of all people, then you've got a perfect system. Well, which is this is this is my way of tying it back to to uh, to Snicked, which is the progenitor, right? Snicked, snicked, snicked. snicked. I want claws to pop out every time I say that. Snicked. I used to know this kid back in the elementary school, by the way, who like he he thought like whenever we'd play on the playground, we'd be uh, Power Rangers, and he'd be Wolverine. He'd be he'd be like snicked, snicked, and he'd do three three fingers, and we would all be like, "You dumb bitch!" It comes out of his knuckles. It's not his fucking fingers. 
First of all, Power, Power Rangers and Wolverine, that's not a fucking, like, it's totally different. Like, how the fuck did he get yeah, in yeah. the Power Rangers universe? <laughs> he was a fucking, he was an individualist, bro. He was, like, yeah, there you go. So we, let, we let him play. It's fine. It's yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's the collectivism spirit right there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, everyone's included. No, but 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 it's interesting because the progenitor is this, is sort of like viewed as the source, right? Like, you got to kill mm-hmm. the, you got to take out the progenitor to take them all out. But in a way... The progenitor is everything. It's mm-hmm. everyone. So mm-hmm. you can look at that through its you can look at it two different <laughs> ways. As if like there's one leader, one figurehead, or no, there's not one figurehead. It's just they're all that. And mm-hmm. everything is an extension of that, of the, the progenitor. So you, you will never kill them unless you kill the progenitor because the progenitor is all of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's a source, but the source is rooted in the collective. Like, and I feel like there's another way you can look at it. It's like, no, no, no. It's just that. Like, that's the one. We got to kill that. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to kill mm-hmm. that. Now all the, the rest of them die. But I'm like, no. Like, and I feel like that's people. Like, I feel like uh, you kill like you kill movements when you have leaders, right? Like, mm-hmm. because they always know who to target. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, this that's the leader. Take him out. Kill the movement. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I feel like whatever sort of future that's ahead of humanity. Like mm-hmm. it has to be one where there is no leader where, where the, where we're all recognizing sort of like the relationship that we have with each other. And everyone is sort of like understanding of the power, the strength. We always say the strength in numbers, right? The strength in numbers. But like, if people really bought into that idea of strength in numbers, then like, then leaders would be insignificant. You know what I'm saying? And people get fearful of that. Because they start mm-hmm. to think of things like the body, like invasion of the body snatchers. Like there's no individuality, but I feel like, no, no, inv- individuality is inherent to humanity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like individual cells, right? Like, mm-hmm. but they all work for one body. They're all composed in one body. But when you look at them under a microscope, yeah, they're inherently different. That's what mm-hmm. makes the whole thing work. Like individuality is baked in. Individuality mm-hmm. is part of it. It's like when you look at a machine, like every gear is in shape the same. The machine can't run if all the gears are the fucking same. Like you need mm-hmm. different gears, but they all come together collectively to make the fucking machine work. So like, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I always think about when I, when people try to push back on this idea of like any sort of collectivism in any way, I'm like, what, what, what do you believe? Why do you believe that collectivism means is that you get to sort of like, that's corporatism, that's corporate collectivism. Where you like completely mm-hmm. wiping any sort of where where out. like mediocrity rises to the yeah. top and people are like sniping and me tooing each other and doing and, all this yeah, kind of stuff to it's like it's like I think that the biggest pushback against uh, socialist or communistic thought is the idea that it becomes a, a crabs in a bucket thing yeah where it's like you have the um, rhetorical weapons to pull down anybody mm-hmm. who rises up. Uh, but if you had kind of a thing where you didn't, where you understood the, the necessity of some things being more prominent or profitable than others, yeah. but nobody being more special than the others, mm-hmm. you might achieve a kind of. Yeah, but that's the problem that all systems and existing capitalism too, all systems have like that idea that there's a special few that are special than everybody. That's mm-hmm. the problem. 
Like that's mm-hmm. always been the problem. It's, it's the problem now. Like it's the way that government's designed and the way the fucking society's ran. Like when you talk, people talk about the one percent. Oh, you're getting us some deep shit about how like we all have these like egos, and we're, <laughs> bro. We got to do a part two of this where we yeah, talk we... about like the like the Dow to Jing or something because I'm getting super into that shit, and I'm, you know, I am trying to move the ego to the back, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think that what you just said triggered this idea of like. Yeah, all like all these systems, capitalism, communism, socialism, uh, fascism, whatever, mm. like they're all kind of corrupted by the narcissism of our yeah, egos. Like, I have to be know? the special one. I have to be the one, you know what I mean? Like and we're all move that back, move that back. Yeah, yeah. And I I've I've I'm I'm definitely someone who 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 like I have moments of like I've said this before, like I I really like the idea of ego ego death is appealing, like, but also mm-hmm. like I don't know how realistic it is. Have you ever done DMT? No, never. I, I have. want to. <laughs> Ooh, that shit's crazy. I've always dude. wanted to. I just feel like I just feel like I if I ever do do it, I want to do it in controlled circumstances. It's, it's fucking crazy. But but it's but I I've, I've always been fascinated with this idea since I've ever first first the first time I came in like I heard of the concept of like the ego death. It always felt like. Is that a? I always think that like that's an that's an appealing thing to me, but I don't know how achievable it is because I do necess- I do fundamentally feel like the ego is an important part of who you are, or who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like it is important. Yeah, no, it's you know super I mean? important, and that's why it has to die. Right, but 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 what is death? You know what I'm saying? Like the idea of like that's that's another thing where I've I've thought about a lot, which is like, okay, so like killing the ego, what is that? What does that mean, though? Like, what does that mean for me? What is it that I want from doing that? Like, I understand. Oh, it's a process. Oh, it's just, it's just like, it's, it's not a, it's not a goal. It's a process. You're just, you're constantly doing it. Well, I agree. If you, if you, if you you meet the Buddha on the road, you kill him, right? And then you meet another Buddha, you kill that one too. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't go away. We're fucking humans, dude. Like, you don't ever kill your ego. That's ridiculous. But I'm glad glad you you said that. I'm glad you said you that. You do engage in a constant process mm-hmm. of ego death well, that I like, think is mostly helpful. Well, that's like life, right? Like this idea of life, uh, life is a journey. Like it's not mm-hmm. a fucking, it's not a race. There's not a, there's not a fucking finish line for the finish line is death. But even then, is that the end? We don't know. I doubt it. Right. I doubt it. You know what I'm it's saying? Like, oh, cool. I killed the ego. And it's like, wait, who killed the ego? I killed the ego. Right, right. I don't that, think you did. Yeah, but that's what I, that highlights what I what I'm trying to get at, which is like, can you truly have self awareness and no ego? Uh, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you no. can. No, like, I don't think you can either. Yeah, so it's like one of this. Yeah. You, you find yourself in this weird like, you find yourself at an impasse or some sort of weird like. No, you find yourself in a new path, not an impasse, but like a new path where if it's, it's not about what you achieve and become, it's what you progress towards, right? Mm. It's, it's a process. So it's like, what processes are you running? What OS are you working with right now? And like, wouldn't it be better if your OS was this one of, you know, ego, at least interrogation, if not death, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think it would be bad. Like, um, I 
have not achieved ego death, not even close. <laughs> Me but just th- yeah. just just thinking with that idea has already made my life better. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. something that you're moving towards, like working out. Like, do you want to eventually be one of these guys, like roided out dudes on the mm. cover of the magazine? No, maybe not. But working out is objectively good for you. Yeah. So you could move towards that. And I think thoughts of uh, ego and, you know, self and all this kind of shit. It's like, it's, it's, it's not ideas that you want to have become fully formed in your mind rather than what ideas are we thinking with when we come up with ideas you know it's interesting because like these are sort of this is conversation has led down this sort of like we're deep in the woods here but like snicked snick 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 i've tried (laughs) i've tried to fucking like have conversations that 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 kind of touched on this kind of shit before with like mm-hmm. with like there's an uh, there's an actor who i talked to and like uh i was just sitting was it there. brad pitt no it wasn't brad pitt but but i was sitting there and talking to him and like i was kind of we kind of i don't know how we got around to the the conversation of like ego and like um people sort of like but i was making the point that like mm-hmm. we're all kind of the same like mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of our instinctual motivations and like all that shit like it's in in, in the actor was adamant he was like i'm not i'm not the same. i'm different i'm not the same. right and it was just like sure it was just so much it was just yeah. so much ego i was like yeah i was just like wow you i just looked at him and i was just like you're just never gonna Ever see my reaction to that would be like, oh, okay, oh wow, yeah, I was, I was yeah, like, you're different, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, you just, at that point, what can you say? Because you, you just know, Nothing. like, it's like you start talking to them like a toddler, you're like, yeah, you're you like, are, yeah, okay. Okay, you probably buddy. are, okay, buddy, me personally, <laughs> with my tiny little fucking gay brain, I can't, uh, I, I, I couldn't not, possibly imagine, but I feel like that, 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 that attitude, uh. Mm-hmm is very common what ideas do you think with Mm. not what do you think but what do you think with what are the mechanisms and the processes that you use to think about the world that's the big question like this guy who who thought he was special it's like what are you thinking with because if i take what you're thinking with Mm. and the average you know tragedy at walmart that they're the same like you're only different because of your genetics and probably your the luck of your financial circumstances or whatever right but like but you're not you're not thinking with anything different than somebody who's mad that they can't get into the liquor cabinet at walmart you know they're rattling the cage and that talks that that that's that's a whole other sort of like rabbit hole to go down when it comes to sort of like human existence and how like insignificant it is and the greater totally insignificant totally nothing it's our life our lives are pointless right like you're like you're looking um you know like i guess flat earthers don't believe we live in a a fucking sphere but like (laughs) whatever we live 
whatever mm-hmm. we what this world that we call earth that we live on in this countries mm-hmm. these countries that we live these pieces of land uh mm-hmm. there's a greater world beyond us mm-hmm. um whatever that is and it's mm-hmm. and in that context it's nothing like literally nothing yeah nothing and the funniest thing about this whole incarnation that we're in right now is we all agreed to it in my in my cosmology we we pick like we're all souls right and we're kind of floating in this this halo sort of like the video game halo right around the planet and we pick when we get to incarnate and we we choose to do that and we look at the at what our lives are going to be because I'm a I'm kind of a determinist. I don't I don't super believe in free will. I think mm-hmm. we just kind of follow the the scripts that we got. Mm-hmm. So we're we're seeing all this, and we uh, we choose like okay, that's the life I'm going to live. Those are the hardships I'm going to go through. Cool. And then we get born, and we forget everything. Yeah. And so like being being alive is just like this process of. Uh, remembering if you want to and most people don't want to they're like no 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 i signed up for the ride amnesia wipe i get to be you know a fucking what if this though what if our existence is like what if this is like ps 10 million and 50 Mm -hmm. you know like we talking about playstation 3 like what if we're playstation fucking 200 like it's just so like you know what i mean it's like so far beyond like you know we could very well be that like this shit could just like reset like and then it's just mm-hmm. like now I'm fucking some woman in Nebraska <laughs> like, or some shit. Yeah, it yeah, could reset. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you could yeah, and you had no fucking clue. Like we don't know. Like we we don't know. Like signs mm-hmm. point to the fact that like that could very well be. Like you could can't be. Rule, you can't rule it out. Like you can't really rule it out. That's what that's what's crazy about like when you talk to those flat earther people, right? Where it's like, uh people are quick to dismiss them i'm not no i like them i like them i'm because not they have the right attitude right because right? i'm like, like somebody right. like the somebody like the flat earthers or alex jones saying sandy hook was a hoax it's like it might not have the best result right. i will admit that but it's the right mindset to just it's- assume everything is fucking fake it's at I least like it is at least operating from a headspace of like I question I don't just immediately accept the things that are told to me. Exactly. Um now exactly. you could lo- logic and reason can lead you down certain paths to be like, well, yeah, it's probably not the best <laughs> assumption mm-hmm. that you've made. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that being said, there's something to be said about people who aren't so quick to just Yeah, you maybe should have kept the Sandy Hook thing to yourself. Right, right. It's probably yeah. something you should have said out loud. Uh, <laughs> you might want to like before you fire that one out there. Uh, you might want to. <laughs> yeah, but low key, I, I, I understand. But I, but I get the I idea. Get, I get, I get the mode. Yeah, right. I get the idea of questioning sort of like things that happen in our society that become a uh, big sort of national, international, um, media stories. Like mm-hmm. there's always, there's always something uh beneath the sort of surface level that isn't being talked about um so i i understand while while i don't agree with with that sandy hook shit i i do understand like um 
What if Sandy Hook was fake though? Wouldn't that it, be crazy? It it would like, be. Like what if like 300 years from now people are like everybody believed this shit. Right. It's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. But I also think about it too but like I can't help but empathize with like with like the people who lost children, you know. Right, like because you're here in the moment. Like right. You're you're, right. you're living if here. If I was with like them. if my kid got yeah. killed and I was like, yo, right. Alex Jones was saying that never happened. I would feel right. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like I would be suing him for $100 I would be million like, dollars or whatever. Fucking motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah. that dude, that dude would be dead. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. I don't understand about the whole Sandy Hook thing is like, yeah. how is yeah. Alex Jones not dead? Because I mean, if shit. my kid got killed in Sandy Hook, like I that mean, motherfucker I'm, would be would be done. I mean, he'd be if, done. If 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 he gets but, if he gets Shinzo Abe. Yeah, if you guys with like the Shinzo Abe gun that's in yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. But see, it's America. <laughs> then it'd be a real one. It won't be in some. It'd be a real one. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you if he gets fucking took down, one. like you, you just did. buy one at Seven Eleven. You're good. It would be you the know? most un, like it would be the most like expected like sort of like yeah okay. But I, this is like the <laughs> radical thought that I'm trying to 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 put forth here. It's like you know, I mean, obviously, that was like that was Alex's big mistake. Right. That was the thing that he fucked up on. But I'm saying is like this kind of radical belief thing is like, but what if? Yeah. But what if? Yeah. Right. Is there is there a like you don't you don't say that right. to the parent of right. somebody who lost someone at Sandy Hook. You don't you don't shout that from a platform. No, where... you don't say that shit at all. <laughs> you say that well, shit well, to private. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're on a podcast and people can hear this, but like I'm not I'm not but we're saying neither one of us are like... saying that was true. <laughs> you know, right, 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 right. We're exactly. like, hey, bro, that's like, but like but what, what I'm saying is like this kind of like reality tunnel yeah. thing is that like if you mm-hmm. are watching Alex Jones, it's like what if you just entertained that for a second it's like it's not it's not like christianity where if like you think like weird thoughts about you know like being gay or whatever that you're gonna go to hell uh but what if you just like kind of went with that for a little bit and then you know okay that's that's not that's not true but i'm 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 going down that i hate i hate equivocating but i do feel like i do feel like for people who are 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 because people have a tendency to only listen to sort of like the thing they want to hear mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. in or they don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. it's important to be like no nah, like listen like what we're talking about is like not what he did mm-hmm. but the sort of like the rationale right behind the mode the mode that the alex mode jones is in that, that he like, that would lead right. him to that that that, would, that, yeah, that thing. would give someone that so you would you would i mean you would see that and you'd say okay well if the motive it's like that anton sugar thing if the rule you mm-hmm. followed led you to this of what use was the rule mm-hmm. well if the mode of thought led alex jones to that i mean but that that same mode of thought led him to a lot of shit that he was fucking right about yeah yeah i That's- mean that's that's that is what people don't like. It's inconvenient when. So don't go, don't go in front of an audience of four or five million people, and say, "I think this, I think this shit is fake, and we should look into this." Yeah, you know, yeah, this is stupid. Maybe, shit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that stupid. mode of thought, like in private, while you're making mm. macaroni and cheese for your kid, you could maybe be like, "Hmm, 
But I think but that's what, what, I, I really but, think, but what if that shit was fake though? But what I really that think that a lot of people <laughs> I really think that a lot of people are mad at him. Well, because he's been identified as a person to be mad about, but also mm-hmm. a lot of people are mm-hmm. mad at him because of what you just said, which is yeah, you dog dog, like mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't have done that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that that mm-hmm. that's out of line. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's mm-hmm. not even like it's not even like yo we all know like people have all well there's ways to approach it there's right, ways right. he could have there's ways he could have he there's ways he could have come at that that where he covered his ass a little and not bit only better. covered his ass but also was sensitive to the the fucking idea that like hey like sure yeah. we're talking yeah. about kids that got yeah. killed like, yeah right like you like don't on know, like now, on the you chance that you might be wrong on like the, you on, might on be the wrong off chance on the fucking it doesn't even matter how small there's an off chance that you could be wrong shut the fuck like don't say this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. like you know what yeah. i'm saying like no. like I the average you. person yeah. would be yeah. like but again clout is a fucking powerful drug yeah and also by the way he was having a, a psychotic episode when he said that shit like i mean that's what people don't people, <laughs> people don't well no he was he was he was uh i was a I was a, a and am I still watch Infowars, you know? Like I was a Alex Jones follower from the Bush years up through pretty much today. And you can see the whole you can see the progression, you know. So Alex uh when Sandy Hook first happened, he was big on it being a conspiracy. But he thought that the government killed the kids. Mm. Right? He didn't believe the crisis actor shit. Mm. He thought that it was like a, you know, like a false flag. Or like MK the U.S. government. Type shit, yeah. No, like the U.S. government had gone in and killed those kids, uh, like as a way to take people's guns away, right? Mm. Crazy, that, crazy, right? Of course, crazy, but, but less. He didn't. He he wasn't talking about like crisis actors or whatever. Mm. Um, and it took a lot of his listeners calling into him and telling him that this is what happened for like, I think it took like two weeks or something for him to eventually crack. He was like, guys, you know, I've been reviewing the evidence and I think that, you know, it, it (laughs) might actually be a crisis actor. And boom, after that Mm. complete shit show. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's like it's a it's a weird durational issue, right? Where if like Sandy Hook happened and he came out and he was like, "This is fake," and everybody in this is like a fucking actor, and you should go harass them, I'd have a much different opinion of Alex Jones. Yeah, and the one that I do have is a person who watched him, who was like somebody who one hundred percent thought it was real, and over a timeline got convinced that it might not be real. Right. Right. And I get Because that. a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people, um, not to get like too real mm. with this, but like with COVID, a lot of people got convinced of a mode of responding to COVID that actually killed a lot of people. Like, I think a lot of, like, the lib response to COVID with, like, suppressing potential treatments and and doing a lot of shit that was antithetical to how you actually combat a viral infection 
Like, I think this is like the big, and maybe this is what we could end on, right? <laughs> I think, I think that, that liberals in the next few decades, I was about to say that. Yeah. It's, it's one once of those this all comes it's out, it's going to take years. Yeah. It's going to take years, but they're going to have to reckon with the fact that the stance that I took with COVID would have led to much fewer deaths than what they went with. Like, I think that this whole COVID machine that we were a part of killed, man, at least half of the people who died of COVID didn't have to. I definitely feel like when the smoke clears and we're fucking probably old and gray as fuck, Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been enough distance. Hopefully, there's not another pandemic in between now and then. Uh, I do feel like it's going to require years upon years of distance when they can actually have a more removed analysis mm-hmm. of what actually happened and people aren't as married to it. A lot of things would be eye opening. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In terms of just yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Across. I try all- not. I try not to get too mad about it, but I really do think like. The, the the same liberals who like put on the masks and push the vaccines and you know all this kind right. of shit like I, I i i truly in my heart believe that they didn't mean to yeah so i don't think they're evil but i think they contributed to more deaths than they than they actually you know saved time that's, will that's time will definitely tell the story about but but i will say this i will say uh i feel like to shoot everyone a little bail everyone this is something none of us have ever experienced before ever mm-hmm. you know regardless of why yeah. it happened sure. regardless of what it w- ultimately was or wasn't um none of us were prepared for this shit but then an- yeah. another question to leave on mm-hmm. why, why did i get it so right why did i get everything so right Um, it's just worth it it's not worth thinking about in terms of like who's right and who's wrong but like because i've been wrong i I believed in fucking cody 2012 dude like i'm not a genius i think i low-key did too um i think i i I felt like joseph coney was probably a guy who we should probably find out if he was having child soldiers but then I remember mm-hmm. that guy beating off in public, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like a fucking disaster. I'm not a fucking genius, dude. I'm not a fucking genius, but it's worth interrogating how but you know what, though? a retard like me was so right and everybody else was so But wrong. you know what, though, about that? Co- that guy was so ahead. Like, he was so mm-hmm. far ahead of the game. Like, like he was, he was like a fucking trailblazer just – the marketing and the way he pushed that and brought that all mm-hmm. about has is literally mm-hmm. been replicated. Yeah. Like a, a million fucking endless amounts of times, like since, you know what I mean? Like all kinds of shit mm-hmm. have been, mm-hmm. been sold mm-hmm. to us through that. So uh, uh, shout out to him wherever he is. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out to the dude who made the Coney 2012. But, the, uh, shout out to him with the, for publicly masturbating. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on PCP. He was um, on PCP when he did I'm pretty shit. sure, like, if if he if that ever gets revealed that he was like a, again MK Ultra kind of shit too, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, of course, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm course. saying? That type of yeah. like public breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really, um, yeah, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not Can we normal. just do a four hour podcast think, about Snicked? 
I think we did. Uh, I think we talked about <laughs> Snick probably 20, 15% of the podcast. So, uh, guys, go read Snick. It's available now everywhere. You can read it for free if you do a little bit of searching on the internet, but also you can pay Creative for it. Creative Googling. Creative Googling. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. um, Nihei's work is always worth reading because it's, he's just, he's, he's one of the goats. I think uh, there's a lot of goats. Um, out there I, I feel like he falls under that territory uh so check him out uh check out snicked um listen to agitator uh listen to this listen to akira pill listen to everything david go ahead and plug your shit I, i'm i'm not a great plugger tell everybody yeah where you can yeah. Find so yeah go listen to the agitator podcast with me and kelby um check out broken river books uh we're a collective of uh, five dudes who all help each other. We might be that third thing that we were talking third about <laughs> where we're all uh, of course focused on our own success, but we also create a deep tribal kinship with the, the other guys. Um, uh, check out my book, uh, God's fair, no better dying world. It's the first yes, book in a yes. 10 book series and uh other than that if you got a book and you want it to be edited you can hit me up on readsy that's readsy.com slash james dash osborne uh and that's it yeah yes definitely definitely do that definitely read dying world it's one of the funnest books i've read in recent memory let's go read all the broken river books uh yeah, definitely. If you need something edited, as David said, hit him up. I'm pretty sure he can give you a fair price. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, this is going to be a fucking four hour podcast. <laughs> so uh, as That's always, um, uh, uh, I don't know how to end podcast, so um, I will put in some maybe maybe a, a song that's related to to wolverine i doubt it um but <laughs> <laughs> i will cue the music right here uh thanks dave <laughs> right, cool man before i go wolverine 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 put that bean could that clean on the scene, glizzy in my jeans, purple I might drink that green, can't let truck that bitch that black, glizzy on me with the drama tap, me and my hoes straight get in the back, back to fuck like a wrestling mat, got Zion on me that much to pack, I'm gone, I'm bringing that dusty back, she on Patron, she threw it back, I'm fucking on the hood rat, this hoe keep her attitude and she ain't gotta do all that, I'm in that McLaren, I'ma fuck right throw the top back, I can make that dog do magic rabbit in the top hat, did that Wolverine cat, pull up in all type of shit, bitch, we'll make back that, dread head rubber, they gon' think we bought my money back Them Drake gon' do construction and we pullin' up with a hard hat Nigga don't need to start that Wolverine 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 Pop that bean Cook that clean On the scene Glizzy in my jeans Walkin' I had drippin' my extension on the scene Geekin' off a S-Man and he turn on Wolverine Ice and lean 
Yeah, pink and blue cheese. Yeah, with my bitch. Yeah, we pullin' your car like violin screen. He pullin' his shot, ain't catchin' out yet, but nigga ain't get it for me. I don't even want the bitch, but I can't understand how to cue for me. Money long like shoes on my way, dirt no whiskey. Send a shot like Kodak, but that don't keep us clean. My young nigga Robin Wolverine, eh? Trappin' in my hood, they sellin' his eye and glass. I know some niggas that try by scams and they had went out bad. Same codeine, but I might do green if it was all that had. Wolverine, 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 Wolverine. Put that bean, cook that clean. On the scene, glizzy in my jeans. Purpleine, I might drink that green. Can't let truck that bitch ain't black. Glizz on me with the drama tech. Me and my host great geek in the back. Back to fuck like a wrestling match. Got Zion on me that mustard pack. I'm gone, I'm bringing that dusty.